0: and we are recording i don't know if you saw the thumbnail um but we are, i am i don't know if you saw the thumbnail i made for this no no it's you and me as, as soviet generals um oh that's freaking awesome yeah yeah i know it's uh I'll, it's, awesome. I'll text it to you right I... now um yeah yeah for anybody listening so this is um this is a uh, uh, commissar Lancy, and I am—I don't know what would I be. I guess like I don't know, Polit- Politburo head. I don't know what's Politburo,
1: one? right? Commissar.
0: Yeah. I don't know, fucking comrade. You know, whatever. Yeah. Listen. I'm totally. Yeah. Be. Listen, listen. We are, we are, we are bloodthirsty communists, and this is the episode about a uh, Cold War two And today's Saturday, June tenth, twenty 2023 at two twenty-two p.m. Eastern time. But we were just talking beforehand about um. Like, why do I keep having on all these doctors and shit talking about bioweapons and Deetra and Barda and DARPA and all that? And I was telling Mm -hmm. Vince, like, I never once really gave a shit about any of this. It was just when I started talking about it, YouTube started telling me, you can't talk about that. And I was like, yeah, you're not going to tell me what I can. That's still just still, like, the the teenage asshole in me. I was like, you're not going to tell me what to do. And that's Mm -hmm. why I keep pursuing it, and that is literally it. And so you were just talking about beforehand, you know, about this episode, kind of geopolitics and... How it's how it's a seed and these discussions are. And then I rudely cut you off and said, let's start recording. So for everybody listening, no, no, no. go into the description, go follow them on Twitter. But please continue your train of thought. Good sir. No,
1: well, first of all, the picture's very funny. I love this shit. Thank you. <laughs> so, so 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 we were talking about the Streisand effect, and I know we're gonna get into whole World War Two and geopolitics, but it's kind of fascinating. These guys, these guys, uh, they 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 create the competing market. by alienating the other story. I mean it's obvious, right? It's obvious, right? And 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 I think it's kinda cool that you've created this safe space, you know, for all the geo for all the uh I'm saying that laughing, you know, it's a safe space for conservatives
0: politically incorrect assholes, yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oh shit. Okay, so where are we gonna start? Geopolitics to to uh, cold Well oh, no
0: well first of all let's not let's not put a fucking label on anything. We can talk about whatever the fuck we want. If we try to guide the conversation, it's gonna be like dog shit. So just kinda of write it naturally. But so this idea okay. and, and Vince Vince has kind of warmed up to it more so than anyone else. Oh yeah. Is this idea of, of Cold War two, which isn't a novel idea and it's certainly not my idea, but I was really trying to just look. At, you know, I, I love, I love reading about the Cold War, um, and it's always, I always point this out. <sighs> when we look back at things eighty, ninety, a hundred years ago, history is very neat and concise. World War One started, World War One ended, and then the Great Depression. It's all this shit, and it's all bookmarked, and there's chapters, and, f- and color pictures, and documentaries. But when it happens, you never know you're in it, and you have to look at something like, I mean, even the di- time between Hitler being elected Chancellor and. The Nazis invading Poland was, I mean, that was north of six years, right? That's a big right. chunk of time. We don't think about it. We just go, yeah, that was the build-up, and then, and then the war goes 39 to 45 when we go, and then there was the war. So six years, man, that's double the time it's been since COVID was released. So I'm trying to look at, and I've been trying to do this for the last couple of years, is to look at this current era as if I'm looking at it from 50 years from now. And... To my best understanding, this is what's happening: is is we're is we're pushing. Is we released COVID? I think we did, or China did, but I think we did. Regardless, it doesn't matter. It's going to be blamed on China.
1: Right, right. Intentional, accidental, or calculated. There was an opportunity. It's been done,
0: and it's and, and people said, "Cool, and yeah, we, yeah. Can, we can take advantage of it." We are we are wanting to expand NATO. We want to we want Russia to be belligerent. We want to put them in a box so that they have to fight away from the box. And then we can go, why are you acting so belligerent? And it's like, well, you cornered the animal. We know Russia is is not nearly as strong as it was as the Soviet Union, which itself was, you know, kind of a, a big shadow. And there's no other option for them but to go into the arms of China. We know China, we know that we outsourced all of our industrialization capacity to them, and they've been growing and growing and growing. And now, I mean, they spent 250 billion a year. They're only at one third of what we spend on the, on our military. They are, they are getting bigger, their economy is massive, and they're expanding, and they're trying to win over the hearts and minds of the world with the Belt and Road Initiative. And, and by the way, none of this is like me condoning this. This is just me watching it objectively we are the empire we are more technologically advanced for all of our flaws we are armed to the fucking teeth we're the strongest military the world's ever known we're looking at china we're going they are too big we are too fat and and porn addicted and and drug addicted assholes to actually compete with them in the free marketplace what we can do is
1: we're fat muhammad ali
0: what we can do is kill them and that's what we're gonna do and i don't know if it's gonna work but it's what we're gonna do now It's very difficult because when Trump was in office, we said that Trump is a Nazi and we said that Trump is a xenophobe against China and everyone marched along with those orders. And now we're in this funny spot, we kind of got to reverse that. Trump is a Nazi, Trump is a xenophobe against China, and Trump wanted to uh, get NATO to pay more money. Well, now we're kind of taking all those Trump points so we're making NATO pay more money so we can back Ukraine, which, by the way, is full of Nazis. Now, the retards who cheered on Biden have no short-term memory. So they just go, yeah, we're, we're going to support the Nazis now. They don't think for a second that for four years we called Trump a Nazi. It is going to conveniently come out, I would imagine, sometime this year, as I think the Senate passed a bill yesterday that said, we have to defend Taiwan if China incurs on them. It's going to conveniently come Come out in a couple months or years that China was indeed released COVID intentionally, and everyone's going to forget for a moment about being a xenophobe, and they're going to say China is bad. Russia and China are going to pair up into a new Soviet bloc that is going to become a new massive army, a new massive group of you know. If they r- haven't already, if, if they, they haven't have already. already into 1.5 billion people with a formidable army they're going to move on taiwan we're going to have to galvanize the world we're getting nato stronger and by losing all of our weapons in ukraine we are now making a an argument that you can't really deny that well we need to rearm ourselves we are pitting the world into a new east versus west paradigm because when you're in an east versus west paradigm much like post 9 11 you can shoot through a patriot act no one bats an eye when we are going against a new cold war and we can say they're not not—they're not afraid to do anything. They'll bulldoze women and children in Ukraine. They'll release COVID and kill your grandma. It's going to be Red Scare 2.0. The new thing, instead of nuclear weapons, are going to be hypersonic and directed energy weapons from orbit. The Space uh, space Force is going to be a new strategic air command. And we're going to pit ourselves into this for the next 40 or 50 years. And everyone's going to just going to be on the same page. We're going to stop the whole left-right division. We're all going to get on the same page if we got to fight the commies it's to do that. And we're eventually going to try to drain them and keep the empire going. I don't know if it's going to work this time, but that's my thesis that I managed to get out in about five minutes, but that's my thesis. And the more you look at it, the more I feel it is not only viable, but it's increasingly becoming what I think is the only option for the empire. And with that, I'll shut up and Vince, you share your thoughts.
1: Well, um, there's so much that you that you brought up there well, oh there are a lot of rabbit holes I can go down you grab just,
0: any of them you don't need to address all of them Just grab any
1: well the first the fir- the first one is the first one the first thing I want to do is you know you know as a non-expert but as a person with common sense my background is trading energy and trading gold. and and if you do those things as opposed to a a. a US stock investor or a bond or even bonds are, are good that way you 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 tend to think geopolitically. You have to think about war. If you're thinking about oil, you're thinking about relationships between nations. And so uh, I got pretty well schooled in geopolitics from, uh, from a guy years ago named uh, Peter Butel. And uh, he's no longer with us, but he was an oil analyst. Now, since then, nobody cared. And, and you know, I, I got my education in, in the mid nineties on this. And then nobody cared. And everyone's talking about interest rates and macro and all that shit, and so you end up learning that as well. But all of a sudden, everybody's talking geopolitics now, and I feel like I'm saying, I feel like saying, you're just talking about oil. You know, what I mean, that's a simplistic way to look at it, but that's that's one of the uh, what's, that's one of the uh, that's one of the tools of geopolitics. So when you start talking about uh, Cold War two, well, I mean, just I'm going to throw I'll just throw ballpoints points out there. Hypersonic, yes. That's the more, and those type of things, the more palatable version of nuclear. right? We are in a race. So technologically, we're in a race with them, right? So, so it's kind of like it's kind of like there are I look at things before I start going off on them, I look at things in, in, in topics. So you've got the, the Cold War 2.0 is, is ideological, it's political, uh, it's information and it's military. And you touched on a lot of the military, and the thing is, all the military stuff is the end game of everything else. Yeah, and it starts ideologically, and and um, the East. I mean, this is where we are. We've always been like this, but we've had our way because the dollar's been boss. The East has been um, call them call them materialist. I mean that like in a in a in a. They're not into progress. They're not into abstractions. They're into just this is this. Like, you know the movie, uh, uh, Deer Hunter, where, where De Niro's character says to the guy, "I right, well, anyway, this is this, right? Okay. The East is all about, you know, I, I care about things like gold, not abstractions like like fiat. And the West is all like progress, progress. So So ideologically, they're more practical than we are. And we've had our way with, fine. I look at this from a financial point of view. We've had our way with finances, with influencing the world of that. And now all of a sudden, you know, this starts, it's manifest. Here's where this all manifested. It manifested with us overdoing it with the dollar. Okay. So the dollar and the military might that comes with it and the forcing our will on the rest of the world uh, got to be too much. And now... Basically, the East said, we're going to go on strike, right? They said, they said, you know what? You're not paying us enough for our natural resources. You're not paying us enough for our labor. You're not paying us enough for our supply chain. So fuck you. We're out, you know? And, and, and by the way, this is what the COVID thing was about. The COVID thing revealed our fragility
0: mm-hmm.
1: compared to them. And, and, uh, in this respect and their fragility compared to us is, is uh, generally speaking, uh, less innovative. Less aggressive, but more traditional in terms of family values too, and you can see that split in the East. I mean, in the West now, uh, along tr- uh, value versus versus uh, you know wokeism. Anyway, so they go on strike. People talk about it in supply chain terms. They say, you know what? You used to buy a billion dollars of rubber from us, and then you make a trillion dollars of tires. Yeah, and all we would get paid is for the billion dollars in, in rubber. Yeah, right. And, 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 and economically they call that, um, uh, where you are on the supply chain. So they were on the, you know, they grew the rubber, whatever, they, whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And we took it and we innovated it and we did this and we did that. And then we employed 500 salesmen and all these fucking marketers and, and, and bond guys. And we made a trillion dollars off it. We leveraged and to our credit, we leveraged up, you know, their raw material. We added value to it. Well. The East, and this is and this is coming from Zoltan Pozar. He explained this cryptically, but I kind of translated it. He's like, the East was like, well, fuck that. We want to be part of the value chain. We want to be part of the adding value. the West is like, and this is how the conversation goes, West is like, you guys are morons. We're just gonna take your rubber and we're gonna make tires somewhere else. We'll make it in Germany, right? We'll make them in Germany. And the East is like, you know what? No. You're not allowed to, and this is, this is what's happening right now with lithium. You are no longer allowed to take natural resources from our country out and innovate somewhere else. You have to build the factory here. You have to sell finished products here. And so they want, so this is the China, this is the China model. The China model is you can't take our lithium or, or some other country, Indonesia or something. Like, you can't take our lithium and make batteries somewhere else. You've got to build the battery factory here. You've got to grow our economy here. And so the West spoiled, was like, no, we're not going to do that. And so what ends up happening is the wall goes up. And, and, and that's the economic, that's the economic, it's, it's about trade. The wall goes up. They're like, you have to build a battery factory here. And we're like, in the West, we're like, you know, let's. you're talking about those chip fab things. Uh, we're not going to do that because then they're going to get our secrets and et cetera, et cetera. And before you know it, you're now, you're now looking at, you know, blowing up, you know, Taiwan, yeah, you no, know, for sure. I mean, that's as a defensive measure. I mean, it's kind of aggressive, but it could happen. So now we, we we're, I'm working towards like your, your, um your, uh, the military end, right? So now, so now you've got this, trade is breaking down, right? And when I say West, I mean East as well, but in their own way, but now the West is, has to sell, the, this is where the whole Trump versus uh, Biden comes in. Now we have to sell them on the enemy, right? Ideologically, they're this, we're that, we're better than them, whatever. Okay. And that's where it goes down. You start drawing the line. They're the bad guys. We're the good guys. Okay. The wall goes up a little bit. Then you've got to manufacture, and it may not be manufactured. Then you've got to have a race, right? The space race. Mm-hmm. Apparently, when Russia sent Sputnik into space, the US panicked.
0: You know, well, it was the Eisen- when- Eisenhower didn't.
1: No. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the population panic, right? Eisenhower. Is. No, no, but
0: yeah. I just, what I'm just saying is, it's a very important distinction. The five star general president said it's yeah. a trash can with a radio transponder. LBJ right. looked at it and said, "I bet I can get people to panic." Sorry, keep right. going.
1: Well, that, that's like, I mean, Eisenhower understood the military. Well,
0: Eisenhower's just the fucking greatest there's ever been. I love him. I have a crush on. He him. is a rock star. Keep going.
1: He's, I don't even know. I don't even know how much he's done, but yeah, I mean for an insider to do that? All right. So so the the space race, right? Uh will be hyper, like you said, hypersonic missiles, uh uh, uh bio warfare. it'll be satellites in space. That's why Musk is in a is in a powerful position.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It'll, be, it'll be all those things. Uh and, and more. And one of the things on the pure economic side will be uh computer chips.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They sound like a simple old, you know, 80s commodity. Who gives a shit about it? But they're not because uh, if you're using a chip you're using less oil uh using less labor so that that makes you a low-cost producer of goods you know our drones are better than yours I mean that's that's basically what's going on right so now you've got the so now you've got the the economic problem basically the east went on strike and said no right then you've got the battle lines drawn from the from the covid as the catalyst now you've got then you've got ideological they're bad guys we're good guys and now you've got the tech race, right, which is the space race, which is the nuclear power race, all that stuff. That's the new thing. And 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 now you've got the, the rationale to rebuild and rearm and reshore militarily as well. So and now you've got this thing. You know, you made a comment that's true. Unfortunately, it's true. It's like, OK, here we are now. It has to go here. It has to go down this path because now it's like pot odds, you know? I'm in for a pound, I'm in for another penny, who cares? I'm already in, I'm already in. And this is this is what I think people don't understand, a lot of people don't understand. But I didn't see the Cold War building, I saw it ending. I got into finance then, and it was like 89. Uh, the Cold War is ending, this is what's gonna happen. Liberalization of, of, of society, globalization of trade, and it happens. And we, smart Americans, got in there and just, like, we just owned it, right? Because we already had the dollar. And we just owned the markets. We punished Russia, you know. Uh, you know They they got crushed uh, economically. And, and mind, mind you, most of it was their own doing. We punished everyone that we could. And we kept, you remember, you remember as a kid, everything was made in in Taiwan. And then it was made in Japan. Then it was made in Korea. Vietnam. And, now, and we're just shopping around for the cheapest labor. And they all just said, you know what? It. Fuck you don't yeah. no one do right. So now we're at the point where you're talking about the military thing And and when we first started talking about this, I, and I've read a couple books since then, you know Um, uh, uh the grand chessboard uh, about about the you know, the, the geopolitical wars the skirmish wars are going to happen And and the, the the only new thing that I can bring to this is I feel like I feel like Ukraine is Germany Yeah Meaning it's like like yeah. like we're it's, building the wall now. There's it's the east- first
0: skirmish of the Cold War,
1: right? But it's also the East and West. Like here, right, so so the war won't end. The wall will be built, and you'll have an East and West There's, Germany.
0: Again. Yeah, with an East and West Kiev or something. Yeah, right, right. Oh yeah, and oh, yeah. The
1: whole, right. I mean, but, but the reason I bring that up is because you were like, we have no choice. We're going down this path, which I agree with. And now that there are people out there going, oh, we have no choice. Now it's like, let's, or spies or infrastructure. It's just, it's just an, it's like the anti Eisenhower.
0: Well, well, what we're doing is it's again, I mean, it's kind of evil and I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a soft spot for the evil empire that we are. I just think it's kind of sexy. We're right. luring them in to our home field advantage. We're a right. shark saying, let's go fight in the cold. Let's go fight out in the, in the deep water, right? And you might be like an orangutan that can, you know, rip a lion from limb from limb. But the shark's like, yeah, let's just go fight in the let's go fight in the pool. I think what we're doing is we're making it an only option for them, too, because up until now, it's no one can take it on the United States weapon for weapon. They're too big. We got to beat them economically. We got to beat them with bioweapons. We got to beat them with TikTok. And what we're doing is, is like, if you guys want to fight, like, let's go let's go get in the water. And we're we're forcing them to. We're not we're not requesting it because they're not dumb enough to do it. We're and that's the aggressive
1: point you're talking about. Yeah, we're saying. let's see if we can goad them into really screwing. Let's themselves. bring
0: them into the water, and now it doesn't matter how fucking strong your economy is. Now you're fighting the belligerent machine that Eisenhower warned against. So, I mean, we might pull it off. And again, I'm not saying this is like morally or ethically right. I'm just trying to look at it. I'm trying to again. I'm trying to look at it. Like, You're handicapping it. It's 200 years in the future, and I'm just trying to understand the textbook. That's yeah. all I'm trying to do. And I think that's what we're going to do. And, you know, you probably do, back to the, the Sputnik moment. Yeah, Eisenhower didn't care. Eisenhower's top guys were like, yeah, it's a fucking trash can. LBJ yeah. was like, I'm going to ride this into power. And I also yeah. have a lot of friends in the defense and space industry lobby it up there, which, to his yeah. credit, was a, was a great tactic. I think you probably have... I think Biden's brain dead. Whoever's in charge around him, whatever placeholder, we'll just call it Biden. Right? They're probably getting briefed by the top guys at DARPA, going, "Yeah, the it's not really that, whatever." But the American people are scared of it, so we gotta we gotta kind of ramp up on it. But I think they're looking at this, and I think they're probably. T- I mean, what about that report that came out? Do you remember that report that came out like fall two thousand one or fall? Some general talked about it. He goes, "I saw a plan." That the united states was going to destabilize seven countries over the next 20 years who were all somewhat involved with funding terrorism and this is like 2002 and it's from some general and i right. remember it and then over the next 20 years we destabilized all seven countries and it's like yeah it's not a small thing for us to look 20 years out and right. so for where you and i might be we're stuck in this whole well who's going to win the election next year There's probably some fucking flowchart on some flat screen in NORAD. And they're like, yeah, by 2030, we'll be in a hot war with China. By 2034, fucking whatever, we're going to merge Ukraine with Poland or whatever. And, like, they're probably going to do it. And I think right now is you just move it so slowly so no one's really keen on what's happening. But, I mean, what did we just do yesterday? We signed a bill that said the U.S. government... Must protect Taiwan if they're up until now. It's all been posturing, it's all been how dare you not. It is now in law. Why did they do that? Why did they do that? Why did they just say it's getting put into law? Why, like a week or two ago, why did half of the Senate get satellite phones? What's going on? I mean, what's right. really going on? Ed Dowd said that the reason they pushed the the, the capitalist uh, butt, debt ceiling is for we're getting ready for something. I think we're getting ready to fucking spend our way in a Cold War II and just fuck oh, them in the ass. That's what we're doing. I don't know, I don't, I just, I don't see any other, what uh, What else would it be? What else would we do? The World uh, War two, Korea, Vietnam, global war on terror, Ukraine, I mean, what do you think we're gonna do? We're some gold-digging whore who's had six husbands, and every time we get married, we divorce him and move on to a richer guy. You now see That's the right. gold digger flirting with Elon Musk. What, rationally, do you think that gold digger is gonna do? We are the war economy. We are the endless war nation. What in God's fucking name do you think we're gonna do next? Right. Do you right. think <laughs> the,
1: the, the, thing, the thing is? I mean, even even if even if even if you don't think that we're war mongers. Right. I mean, even if, you know, that's moving it out, out, sure. out of the military. Again, it comes back to the military because because it's like people look at all these things about <clears throat> why this is happening. They get into the particulars. It's it's a universal thing. And the universal thing is whoever's in power wants to stay in power. Yes. The way they stay in power is by fortifying the dollar. Now, this is your point about the 20 year outlook and all that. Being the global reserve currency, we're not going to get into a whole little dollar, this dollar, yeah. that conversation, but but being a global reserve currency affords us so many mistakes. And so we screw up so many things, um, big tactics, because we can afford to because the dollar bails us out. So here's an example what I'm talking about. And this is about your whole marching towards the inevitable, right? So... Ideologically, right? So I, I'll speak for the US. We, for whatever reason, we don't like Russia. Uh, uh, we see that China wants a bigger spot on the stage, and we want to keep our spot. We, meaning whoever's in power in the West, specifically the US. So, how can we do that? It's destabilizing countries here and there, that works. But you know what? Now they're all kind of like friends with each other. And by the way, this is an ideological thing. I mean, I use the word a lot because it's really true. We. We're under the belief for 50 years that the way to spread democracy, going back to Woodrow Wilson shit, the way to spread democracy was to insert capitalism. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that, I mean, it may be obvious to your listeners because they're pretty smart on this stuff, right? Um, uh, the, the If we get capitalism in there, then choice comes. If choice comes, then they end up. Uh, uh, picking uh, democracy now now there were problems with that in Latin America, you had some detours where you went to despots and you went to uh, authoritarian governments, but they eventually made their way back. you know okay so now now you've got this 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 uh, situation going into Asia so you do it uh, we, we proved our point in Vietnam, right uh, I mean more or less right uh, we've proved our point uh, empirically between the Koreas. Uh, South Korea is more prosperous than North Korea. Uh, we rebuilt Japan. Now we're like, all right, let's get let's get China, right? And China, which by the way, China is capitalist. Don't let them tell you they're not. They're state controlled capitalism, which by the way is the Latin America step, meaning like you're going to become state controlled. And so for the last 20 years, we've been pushing for democracy to land there. Hmm. Right. The riots in Hong Kong. We can't make it happen. Right. It's It's not happening. Right. And so and so what you have coming out of there now is you have coming out of there this state controlled capitalism and democracy isn't working. Now all these fuckers are talking to each other. They're no longer divided for conquering. Right. And even Russia, which has a horrible history with China. Horrible history. Right. They're they're buddies now. Yeah. Right? And, and I think I know why. That's because China's like, we've well, we got to sell our shit to someone. You know, maybe the Russians
0: will buy and it. And Russia's resource-rich as fuck. Right, Don't exactly. forget about it, that.
1: It's a good trade partner, exactly. They're they're like, you know, they're, they're the... Russia is China's third-world country now.
0: I mean... Well, no, it's, uh, it's it's almost kind of hilarious because China was the tick on the body of Russia in the 70s and 80s, and now it's just inverted. Right.
1: right. That's, it. That's exactly right. I mean, like... The cool thing about China is, and, and I'm talking about after Mao, is China watched the USSR fuck up. They tried to test a little bit of localized capitalism and control it. If it didn't work, and China took note of all that shit. And then there's this guy. Uh, I'm trying to say his name, Lee 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 Q in Singapore. And well, okay, well he's the guy. He, there's going to be a statue of him, right? This guy. And I'm using the word strongly, but I mean it. He invents state-controlled capitalism in Asia. So in Singapore, they start the authoritarian government. They 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 rescue the economy, and China starts sending people over there. They're like, how do you do that? You know, you're doing the whole capitalism thing, but it's not voting. And they start copying it, and so China eventually grows to what they are. Russia, meanwhile, whether you like them or not, it doesn't matter. Russia is a post USSR country being run by ex-communists. And, and 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 I say this in a good way, meaning apparently the East's method of running capitalism is better than the West. Hmm. The all these state bureaucrats, they're they're getting it done now. Whereas we're still fighting over, you know, which bathroom to use. Shit like that. Anyway, so so you go through all of that. And now we can't get democracy there. And now they're like, you know what? Fuck your democracy. So what do we do? We double down. It's not just democracy. It's democracy based on on uh, uh, on color, creeds. I mean, you start pushing those, you know, there, there was a time where we would have considered invading China over their treatment of the Uyghurs. Uyghurs. Uh, yeah, Uyghur. Right, right. Now, what, we don't talk about it. Oh, because we fucking made the, the Muslims enemies out there. Meanwhile, the Taliban is hanging out with China now because they're all looking at it monetarily, where mm-hmm. we're looking at it ideologically. That's where the whole—they're practical, and we're idealistic. I'm not saying ideals are right or wrong, but we're—we're we're like you know, cure for you know, save mankind. It's like we're substituting for God.
0: Yeah. Really. What it is. Anyway,
1: so so long story short, we can't get democracy in there and, and I, I believe this strongly from from the research that I'm doing, the West is adopting authoritarian governance. So we're becoming less democratic while they're becoming more capitalist. Hmm. So like, it's kind of like, well, you know, listen, we're going to take away this one freedom to preserve the other one. It could be worse. It could be China. Right. So, you know, Patriot Act it could be worse. It could be China. And that's what's going to happen. And and to your point about, about um destabilizing, if you stabilize all these countries, here's our plan right now, and this is what's going on right now with the whole dollar, tie this all together. Because of the dollar, we make mistakes. And the dollar, although its power is weakening in terms of bailing us out, is still there. And while we're fighting inflation and reshoring and rearming, Russia, speaking about Russia, not China, Russia needs to develop their economy other than just pulling natural resources out of ground making bombs and blowing shit up. They can't keep doing that. And China needs them to do that as well. We hope here's your geopolitical end game. We hope that Russia really, really, really gets destabilized because then you've got a nuclear power on China's border, destabilized, and then it's their problem.
0: It's their problem. And, and they're going to have to shore it up.
1: Right. Exactly. They're going to have to I mean, it. Look at what <laughs> happened last week. I mean, I, I got to bring this up. This all happened last week. Okay. In the last two weeks, think about last year with the oil concept, OPEC, fuck you, U.S. We're going to charge more for oil. We're not going to give it to you for freight. Okay. And then we rhetoric back and there's big problems. here, big problems with the Saudis, right? Now, fast forward a year, right? And you've got, you've got OPEC, you've got these all these little dots that I'm connecting and they make sense because I've seen them connected before. OPEC says, "Okay, we're going to cut oil production. But MBS also says he wants to broker peace. Now, I know some of this is lip service, right? He wants to broker peace. Uh, Biden doesn't react to OPEC raising, uh, uh, cutting production. OPEC starts complaining about, we're dividing OPEC now. That's the first thing, right? So we're trying, if you look at the bricks, we're trying to peel them all back, right? So if we get the Saudi Arabians to at least... Not divorce us tomorrow, we'll be okay. Right? Brazil, if we can, I'm not sure how important Brazil is, but I can uh but but um, uh politically, if we can uh uh solidify our hold with with the uh with the new uh left of center pop politicians there, then we can peel that back. India, easy to peel back. Already peeling back with Russia. No rupees, fuck you, we won't do it. And that leaves Russia and China. And if Russia destabilizes, then China's like, okay, we'll sue for peace now. We'll make Russia do it. Anyway, we have a we have a big plan, and this plan is retaliatory. It's as you said, it's passive aggressive. Let's see if we can go them into bombing something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And we're gonna we're gonna have them we're gonna have them fuck up in Taiwan. We're gonna have them go fuck some shit up. If they don't do it, we're gonna do it. We're gonna make it look like that. To me, that is no. To me, that is that is without question. Is we are now priming this for there will be an event in Taiwan. Like there will be, (laughs) it will happen. Whoever does it. Does it it even have
1: to happen in Taiwan? What I mean is, you know those
0: islands that China built. The 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 artificial ones. Yeah.
1: Yeah, like it's got to be something like that. Like.
0: I think it's gonna happen in Taiwan. Like the, the the breadcrumbs are already there, right? Was it last week that like Chinese fighter jet flew in front of an American, you right. know, oil, oil tanker or some shit or whatever, right. you know, cut them off and so. And I mean, the writing's on the wall. That we let me pull up so I just don't keep citing it without you know having any sources is that the fucking. Thing I'm gonna send like... you a
1: couple pictures. Yeah. With uh, the chat while you're doing this.
0: Yeah. Because I've got yeah. the
1: World upside down from that. It's really good picture. I mean, let I me mean, see if I can find it while you're doing that. Totally.
0: Senate bill, yeah. Taiwan Senate bill. I think it was yesterday. Let me pull up in the news. U.S. Senate bill on Taiwan invasion response clears committee. U.S. Senate from Reuters. U.S. Senate panel approves measure to strip China of developing status. That's kind of big. U.S. Senate panel shows warlike mentality in pushing new bill, provoking China on Taiwan Straits. Politico. U.S. Taiwan bill sails through Senate panel despite White House misgivings. Senate panel advances bill to bolster U.S. security assistance to Taiwan. CNN. U.S. Senate advances bill to significantly expand Taiwan uh, support. Al Jazeera. All right, I'll pull it up. Uh, how do I? How do I pull up chat? How the fuck do I do this? You don't need the picture now. Oh, I'll pull it up. I don't care. Um.
1: So basically, there's this picture of the uh, of the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, by Brzezinski,
1: upside down. Yeah. And and, and upside down shows how important the European, the Eurasian landmass is. But to your point about Asia, the reason I bring it up now is because there's a circle. It circles the Pacific rim. I
0: don't know why it's not pulling the up.
1: Area in mind. the circle. Did you open it up yet?
0: Yeah, I know it's it's pulled up. I, I use dual monitors, so it's I have it pulled up on my iMac. I don't know why it's not
1: right. So 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 the 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 caption in the picture, it's not in the picture there, but basically the circled areas are the areas of contention. Yeah. Our influence is in those circled areas, and they want it out. Okay. And if you look at it, you know that's it's centered on Japan and Taiwan.
0: I don't know why it's not pulling up on my monitor. I'm just gonna have, I'm just gonna give you screen share capabilities. Can you just share your? Can you just pull it up and share your screen? Yeah, sure. I don't know why it's not doing that. Do you think after 1,200 episodes up. I'd have it figured out? But I still don't. I still have no idea what I'm doing. But to me, it's like we were not—we didn't pass that law for nothing, you know. It says you're sharing screen. Um, I started screen sharing. Still not showing. Um, have you opened up the whatever the fuck? It says I'm. It what? says I'm loading. Oh, All right. whatever that. Try probably trying to fucking with us. Um, well, I'll pull it up on on my thing anyway, just so I can see what you're talking about. Um, yeah. But. Okay, so it's the map upside down. Right. And it's the, okay, it's a big new Brzezinski, the grand chessboard, and it's the importance of, all right, so go through it again.
1: Okay, so the reason it's upside down is is for a different part of this conversation, but the the areas that are circled are the areas where there's a lot of U.S. influence that China wants out in in Asia and Russia wants out um uh in in europe okay. so if you look at that it's all it's hard to figure it upside down but if That's you look good. at it it's like well i mean you know hard for me anyway yeah look, it, it's it's the 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 areas i mean i had a lot more detail on this before but it, it, it's the they it covers basically uh taiwan down to india and this is where the skirmishes and hot wars will be okay time, right yeah and this was Done before the Ukraine war. And if you look at the eastern side, I mean, the, uh, well, whatever side, the European side, we'll call it east west. You can't tell upside down. Yeah. See that that's where the Ukraine war is. And by the way, if you look at the, there's another map that shows the Ukraine. We're not talking about that now, but the whole eastern side is about this channel between uh, uh, the, the ocean and Russia. And it's like Poland, Ukraine, Germany, boom, all the way through. But on the other side, it's all about anyway. To your point about Taiwan, it's about Taiwan, right? Yeah. And and so I have a question because this is where I'm weak on this stuff. But I think I think I know what how it comes out. How what we have to think about is what does Japan think of all this shit?
0: Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? I'm, stop sharing. Okay, stop sharing. I don't know why it's yeah, not working. Yeah. No, you're good.
1: Am I still moving over there?
0: Yeah, yeah I can still you hold on. Stop participant sharing. Why is it this not working? There we are. Okay. Maybe it's maybe it's my computer. No, I don't know. Zoom's just kind of shit. Um Alright, well I got the image pulled up on the screen now, so Okay, good. Okay. But
1: I'm not sharing, right? Like your audience is gonna see what I have. You know, you...
0: I have it pulled up now. I have I have the image pulled up. Okay, good. Okay. So for everybody watching, it's the world upside down. We have North America on the far right. We have, I guess, uh, Europe and the Scandinavian countries on the on the on the middle circle and then on the left that's yeah, that would be what Taiwan and, and, and Japan and, and Vietnam and Koreas and all that shit going up with Australia in the top left. All right. So your contention is is that what the fuck does Japan think of this? You still there? Okay. Uh, okay yeah. Is because can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I'm here. I'm here. All right. The reason the reason they have it okay now everything's cleared up now. The reason they have it upside down is because the the author is trying to show that while the U S views itself as uh, protected because the oceans are on both sides of it, but when you look at the world upside down and laid out like that, you see that the center of the world is the Eurasian landmass.
0: Hmm, okay. The,
1: center of the world is the Eurasian landmass it looks at the americas as more more like an island Like we're not and this is this is you know we're not judging this as being true or not we're just saying this is how they think most people think outside of the u.s. and if you look at the world upside down like that you see the america's as a an island and so while it is isolated and protected it's also smaller as a landmass it's away from things and The geopolitical fronts going forward, which brings us back to Cold War, the geopolitical fronts are Asia in that circled area and Europe in that circled area. And the the Asian area is interesting because, and they, they go about it in the book, the Asian area is interesting, more interesting than Europe, although Europe is obviously interesting. But the Asian area is interesting because the first Cold War never ended there. The Japanese and Koreans don't trust each other. Yeah hate the Japanese. I mean, you know, at least we're having, co- at least the Poles are talking to the Germans these days. Like, this is, that area is really, I mean, I guess I'm coming to the conclusion that you're going to be right. That area is a lot more unstable than we know. The mm. Cold War never ended there. That's their contention.
0: Yeah. And I also think it's just, I think I'm, like, I'm a deeply, like, psychological, like, I think our natural state is just kind of being at each other's throats. And I think the bigger it is and the more there is at stake, the more likely it is to happen. Does that make sense? There's something about a not a hot war. That's no bueno. But there is something about it's just easy. It's just they're the Reds and we're not. There does seem to be something that's just it just falls in line. It's there's a bigger enemy, we're all in one tribe. It seems to be deeply Instinctual in like Homo sapien minds.
1: Well, I mean,
0: we always have to work towards peace. Our natural, the groove we fall into is just, "Hey, fuck them." Right. Well, why are sports so popular? Get together with your best friends. Fuck the Yankees. Whatever.
1: It does unite people. I mean, look at Boston people. That's what I mean. I mean, I guess. I guess the human condition is is um you can't see black unless you know what white looks like yeah and so black and white have to exist and most people or most people most of us most of us most of the time see things in black and white right so it's like you know and 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 when you feel threatened i guess we're talking about like the nature the nature of the human condition is when you feel threatened you know like someone's coming at you with a gun it's fight or flight it's a very black and white situation I guess it's easier to motivate people when they're in that perpetual situation. So if we're like that in general and they want to do something to stay in power, or get in power,
0: then they just push that a little bit. People are also less, they're easier to control when you're on a war footing. That's right. How concerned are you about the Democrats or Republicans? Shut up, dude. We got to build the Liberty ships. We got to go beat Hitler. I mean, yeah. right? You mean fuck you have Ted Williams leaving the Red Sox being like, "We'll put the baseball thing aside for now. We got to go fight," right? And it's yeah, again, it's- I'm not saying it's right. I'm just trying to look at things as like, what is entropically? What is thermodynamically? The it's not right that my apartment gets dirty. It is the most possible is the most realistic outcome that I just have to clean it every once in a while because shit just gets everywhere. I have to go out of my way to make the studio pristine and clean. It's just a natural sure. thing. And I think people like it more. And also, I mean, this is how I'm looking at it. It is like, so like when, uh, which one challenger blew up, taking off Columbia, burned up, coming back in. If you ever watch like the videos from the NASA headquarters, when Columbia is coming back in and they, they right. realize something's, you know, it's, it's very sad. And they're like Columbia, like Houston and Columbia. And they're, you know, they're not there. And you this, it starts, the guy, it starts to dawn on their faces. You see the guys going up. Oh, fuck the first thing the guy does, the director of whatever mission control, goes, lock all the doors. And it means that no one's leaving. And cause they, you're preserving the crime scene. We have to figure, it doesn't mean that like, hey, someone sabotaged it, we have to find out who, hey, that's not it, it's something happened. Everyone's staying here until we find out what happened. They're pretty much, they're dead now. Sorry, go on.
1: No, no, just to add a footnote to that. There's always someone else to blame. And it, you have to find that because it, it justifies your position. Well, that's too, that
0: too. No, no, no. You always have to. That's often why if something bad goes wrong in the military, they you got to find a scapegoat and you always blame it on the dead guy. Right. Right. So. But the first thing you do is you, you establish like the outermost boundaries of of the scenario and it's locked the doors. And then we're going to whittle right. our way in. It's going to be a 10 year investigation and find out what happened. But the first thing you do is you establish the borders. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So. That's kind of what I'm, that's how I view something like Space Force and Starlink is you're getting an inkling in like the deepest, most secretive levels of the national security apparatus. Right. Who there, if we're, if you and I are just now kind of warming up to the, uh, there's probably a cold war. This means it's probably been on the fucking plans for a while. Right. They're probably like, yeah, the first
1: established borders. I wrote that down. That's really good.
0: So the, but yeah. that's the first thing you do, right?
1: Yeah, you, so, you put the frame around it and then you fucking do everything on the inside.
0: And then you start doing everything on the inside. So like the very like like um like this podcast, like the, I always have I have everything stored in hard drives in multiple locations. I never know when a fucking platform's going to nuke me, all right? Mm-hmm. I can always rebuild. I can always and I have I have to migrate to Rumble, but I always have the core, the irreplaceable, that one's taken care of. And then you move up from there. Okay so what's the first thing we did create space force which is a natural thing right you have the u.s army air forces it was just the air force aspect of the army up until 47 then we realized the air force pretty much won world war ii and so truman goes we got to create our own air force it needs its own thing and then from 47 forward it starts to take over like space command and finally under trump and it was going to happen regardless everyone's like trump made it no it was going to happen. He makes Space Force, right? Because Space Force breaks away from Air Force. You have to have someone to control the the high ground, the ultimate thing. And then we have Starlink. And, man, like, sure, Starlink is Internet. But, like, you don't don't get a contract to put thousands of satellites surrounding the planet from the Pentagon without someone signing off on it and without that having dual-use capability. I don't know what it is. We'll probably maybe find out in our lifetimes. It, I mean, it, it has totally something. Dark. What?
1: It's totally military and dark. I mean, uh,
0: that, it's probably not even Musk's. They probably just said, hey, you do this. We're going to put it under a civilian name. Okay.
1: You do this or we're going to arrest you for chop
0: Yeah, Yeah. We, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We, we're going to do something to you. All right. So yeah. just fuck off. Okay. We have, we don't know which way this thing's going. We have our plans where we think it's going to be Ukraine, push Ukraine into Russia or have Russia go Ukraine, Russia, China, come together. Taiwan. We have our ideas, but we have established, like, what are the boundaries? We're taking over space. Get up right. 30,000 fucking satellites right now. Who knows the what they are? Well, there's a treaty that says that you can't. Yeah, there's also a lot of signs that say this is a gun-free zone. Who does that stop? It doesn't stop the guy at the AR walking into the school. So, sure, we have a lot of treaties that say you can't put weapons in space. Enforced by who? To enforce it, you're probably going to need weapons in space, so fuck off. It's a treaty, and during a war, they broke their treaty. Yeah, it's a war. Fuck off. No one cares. Stalin didn't right. go, Hitler lied to me, and he did Operation Barbarossa. No, you met him with a mountain of steel and blood. That's Treaties don't mean shit. They're fun during peacetime. So we've established right. the borders. We're taking over space. Right. And we're- Lots
1: of people. You know, the, the we're taking over space thing— um, the higher ground, actually, I never thought of it as the higher ground concept, but it's that simple. Somebody uh, I trust uh, made it clear to me from a from a, a business point of view. I said, "Why, you know, why, you know, why the why the this is me being naive, right? Why the interest in space?" Yeah. And uh, and uh, uh, the guy said he said, and he's a, he's a military guy. He said the U.S. NASA now owns space beyond the moon. Between the earth and the moon, we want it, co- we want it controlled by the US, but we can't do it ostensibly militarily. So we're gonna have corporations do it. So you're gonna have shuttles to the moon. Shut, no, this is, I mean, this is no, yeah. like, it's your conclusion from a totally different perspective. I was thinking, I actually was asking him about, about business. I'm like, you know, is this a real business model? He's like, let me tell you why it's a real business model. It's a real business model because NASA now owns the moon and beyond. And everything between the Earth and the moon, we're going to let companies build shit and make money and take people up on, on tourist trips. But they're seeding it for us. So he said, what happens? What happens if uh, uh, an Amazon rocket uh, gets damaged? We can blame the Russians. Yeah. That. You know, and by the way, how many wars have started because of that? It starts with it starts with uh, barring Putin's phraseology, which is true. It's like, OK, we need this oil to survive. You have threatened this oil. Therefore, we must reinforce it militarily. It's an excuse. It's a pretense. And, and I mean, you know, I never really I haven't thought about this until just now. But you're right space between here and the moon is being weaponized by our businesses using technology probably jointly created with the
0: government oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah so i mean it's 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 no no (laughs) different than you know when we want to build the sr-71 blackbird and the only thing that could sustain the high temperature was titanium who was the world's biggest producer of titanium soviet union who we're fighting a cold war against So the CIA created a bunch of private front companies that went over there and started mining titanium. We brought it back here and it's, you know, it's like Thanos. I just, I use the rings or I use the stones to destroy the stones. We use the Russian soil to spy on Russian soil. It's kind of hilarious. We've done this before, right? Alice. I mean, again, NASA, right? It's think about the brilliance of NASA. It's a civilian space agency. We're not weaponizing space. We want there to be peace in space We're going to make it in the middle of the cold fucking war, but it's civilian space agency. Well, why did the shuttle look so big? Why was it so clunky? Oh, well, you know, it came out decades later. Well, by the way, the Air Force signed off on the final design. They wanted the – we said it was for the Hubble telescope. No, the bay of the – the reason why it was basically an 18-wheeler that went to space is so that it could ferry up multiple things. Who is the main client? the air force there was an astronaut his name was um it's a black guy i think his name was guy and i tried to get him on the podcast like i, I he never responded whatever but uh there are these there's this channel called uh, dark Docs, d-a-r-k-d-o-c-s that Has a gr- bunch of great little space history shit and they talk about how when the space shuttle would go up there and how the uh how the air force always had like they basically had like there was like a dual mission control for the space shuttles. There was like the Houston Mm -hmm. one. And then there was like one out at Vandenberg and how they apparently had their own astronauts, which was like military astronauts embedded in the NASA program. Right. Mm -hmm. Everyone knew it, but they all had like clearances and I'm probably butchering the story, but they would go up there and, you know, we'd be going up there and releasing a new telescope for whatever the Harvard school of meteorology. And we'd beam back the colorful photos and whatever. And then every once in a while, you know, we'd be up there and one of the guys who everyone knew was Air Force. He knew we knew. He knew we knew we knew. Everyone knew. No one said a fucking word because it technically was illegal. He would say something along the lines of like, I'm going to go take a nap. And we would all just agree that he was taking a nap. And he and another guy would go in the back and do a spacewalk. And of course we all know, cause we're all watching the monitors and a thing would open right. up and a classified payload that technically didn't exist <laughs> would be quietly yeah. released and put into its own orbit. We've had the military in space forever. We just dressed it up as NASA. So it's like, yeah, no, right. we went and bought titanium in the Soviet union, but it was right. a private company guys. It wasn't the air. Force. So we've been doing this and that's, that's what I think Starlink is, man. It's not the weaponization of space. It's, it's internet for everybody. And it has great yeah. PR. We're providing internet to Ukraine. No, it's you not. know, can we stay on Musk
1: for a second, Chris? Yeah, I don't
0: care. It's not
1: Starlink, but it's the same idea. So you made a comment about Musk, uh, military complex, partnering with businesses, Starlink as, an, as, an, as probably an obvious example. Here's another one. And it's, it's, it's going to have military applications. And although we we can't see exactly how, but the Neuralink concept,
0: yeah, yeah. Which
1: is another business. okay, All right. yeah. DARPA did that ten years ago. Yeah, okay, so so, but I I think this is I think this is significant, uh, because because what DARPA was working on or people affiliated with DARPA, they they started like fifteen maybe twenty years ago. It's like an X Files episode. They're like. We found the spot in the brain that makes the rat go left. And so, because when the rat turns left, this part of the brain lights up. Fine, that's cool. But, you know, what's on the outside that you see can be influenced on the inside. We're getting into the whole, this is current events with the Apple technology, with with all the shit. So, so, okay, so now we see the part of the brain that lights up when the mouse turns left. Let's fucking stimulate the part of the brain to make the mouse turn
0: left. Mm-hmm.
1: So they basically take the mouse or rat or whatever it was, and DARPA made it a remote control, right? So I want to turn very, very simple shit: turn left, turn right, what have you. And I think Stephen Hawking's chair before he died actually was working on his mind; like he wasn't even pushing the joystick anymore. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So, so the the DARPA people, and this is from someone
0: who uh,
1: it's not it's conjecture, right? Speculation, we'll call it. But you just know this is what happened. I'm a scientist, and I figured out how to do that on a mouse. Like, wow, let's do that on people. Of course. Now, I, and I say this as a scientist, not as a military scientist. I go, you know what? We can't get any feedback from the mouse. How does it feel when we do that? We need to have something tell us. And so they they hook a. Per- this is now this part I'm not sure, but but it makes sense. They hook a person up to it. But it makes sense based on what's happened since then in social media. They hook a person up to it and they do a couple rudimentary things, you know, turn left, turn right, something like that. And that's it, it's over, right? Then they take them off of it and they go, so how did you experience that? Did you, you know, did you feel like you were being compelled to turn left like out of a movie? He's like, no, I just thought I wanted to turn left. And so the person, right? Okay. So, so, so,
0: and They probably I mean, didn't tell the guy that's what the test was. They said, Hey, we're gonna test your ability to blink. It was like a double blind yeah, placebo. Yeah, and he was like, Yeah, I was right, like, blink blinking, right. and I was walking in left circles.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I wanted to turn left. Like and 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 the, the the guy said to me, what it proves is that the human mind will lie to itself and says it wants to do something. And knowing that you know, the, the scientists are like, oh, we figured and they're having some conversation about free will and some fucking highfalutin shit. The military's like, wait a minute, we can get a guy to shoot and not even and think he wanted to? Oh, that's cool. So DARP is working on that. This whole super soldier shit, you know, another X-File episode. And 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 now you've got Musk saying, now you've got Musk saying, not today, he said it like a year ago, but he's talking about it again. Now he's got Musk saying, you can project your feeling like during sex to your partner and i'm like wait a minute i mean it's 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 what goes out goes in and so you can influence people can you i mean can you imagine giving someone the control over how you feel knowing that you won't even know you're being manipulated and and that's the thing the apple the apple the apple module the new thing that's out I, I'm going to write an article on this, but the Apple, one of the Apple technologists was talking about, he was so proud of what, it, like a scientist. I'm so proud of what we did. What'd you do? Okay. When you're wearing the goggles, we can tell what you're going to do. Now, he didn't say this. He goes, we can tell if you're enjoying something before you know it. And and the answer is the, 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 it's kind of like, you and I walk into a you. I walk into a car dealership, and you're selling cars. You know five minutes before I know that I'm going to buy it. Like I ask a yeah. question like that in red because I'm an idiot. Does it come in? Red. I'm not thinking about it. Right. Well, apparently, you can just drill down on that all the way down to things like lie detector stuff, blood pressure, things like that. Well, with with the goggles on, I ha- I'll, I'll send you the, the the thread that the guy wrote. Yeah, with goggles on, they can see how. Uh, an eye movement will happen before uh, when your eye movement, a certain way will happen. Like what's uh, it's, it's, it's skin tension. There's, there's some technical terms.
0: There's a a bunch of pattern recognition that it says this is probably going to happen with like 90% certainty.
1: Right, right. I mean, right. And we're not talking about 50%, 70%. We're talking about, Oh, he likes that. He doesn't even know it yet. It's like from the time, from the time that you touch your skin, and then your mind goes, that hurts or doesn't hurt, they're in the middle there interrupting it, going, oh, it's on its way to his head. Uh, So they're like, oh, this is really great. We can maximize your experience. uh, No, you can manipulate my experience. uh, Apparently, um, uh, just to to end up so we can go back to DARPA and how we're all going to be super soldiers, Um, uh, apparently uh, Meta, Facebook, whatever they're called now, they could tell if you were going to click on something before you did it because of how you gripped the mouse or some sort of a neurological electrical response between your hands, they had like a special mouse. So uh, if you don't think we're in space, just to reiterate your, to bring it back, if you don't think the military is colonizing space and you don't think the military works for Elon works with Elon Musk, uh, you know, then, you know, I got a bridge to sell
0: you. guys are... Oh, fuck. Yeah. And then you go back to Sidney Gottlieb's book, Poisoner in Chief, about how in Vietnam we were taking Viet Cong guys and we were putting little nodes in their head. And we were trying to use... Oh, are we? I don't know that one. In the fucking late 60s. And we were trying to get them to fight each other, like fucking battle bots. And it yeah. didn't really work, a lot of them would bleed out And then sometimes they would just have mental snaps And so we would just throw them out of a plane at 50,000 feet When we were done with them. Evil shit right. But I mean, this is going back to then, man Going back to then right. The 60s right. Fucking the Beel- Beatles anxiety. are singing The Beatles are singing, I want to hold your hand And it's like, that's when we're doing this shit I want to control your brain Yo Vince, I gotta, right. go, I gotta go piss man Tell everybody where to find you
1: Okay <clears throat> we should put a camera in his bathroom. Uh, my name is Vince Lancey, and by trade, I'm a commodities trader, uh, analyst, uh, manage money for, for funds, and uh, as a hobby, that's become actually a full-time hobby, I write something called The Gold Fix, and The Gold Fix is a Substack publication. There's a free and a, and a paid version. Uh, it's VBL Gold Fix uh, Substack. I'm also on Twitter, although it's a different vibe. On Twitter, it's uh, at Soren the K, S-O-R-E-N-T-H-E-K, which is like Soren Kierkegaard. And uh, I'll throw some stuff up on there. But uh, uh, the background is I'm a commodity trader, traded a lot of oil and a lot of gold. And so geopolitically, I have to think of these things, Uh, derivatives, things like that. I also teach uh, a professor MBA at East Coast University. I'm not going to say because I don't want to get in any trouble politically for what I'm saying here. But uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, it's, it's you know, while we're waiting for him, it's really scary shit because, because we're putting satellites in space with dual purpose, right? And, and <clears throat> Russia and China probably feel behind the curve on that. And they're going to rush to do that. In fact, I think they just did something like that. I think China just did something. Everyone's trying to catch up. So Russia's got hypersonic missiles, maybe we don't, who knows. You know, we're gonna rush to do that. Russia's got oil, we've got oil. We have chips uh, that we think are more advanced. China's very good at copying them. So it's just gonna be like, you know, you've got a rock, I've got a shield. You've got a bow and arrow, you know, I've got a better shield. You've got a gun, I've got Kevlar. You know, you've got a tank, uh, I build a fort. You've got a, a trebuchet, you know, what am I going to build that space for? it? That's what we're doing here. And uh, and it's all, it's all, it's all. The West rationalizes it for profit. Um, but uh, the escalating arms race I was talking about.
0: Yeah, now, um, <clears throat> yeah, so when you think about how advanced that, so there's this documentary I've, I've watched like a million times. I've tried to get him on here before anymore. Come on, Lieutenant General James Abramson. He headed up SDI under Reagan. And, right. Uh, and he was talking about like what they were doing in the '80s, and he's he's got like this very like calm, sweet, almost like ASMR voice, and so right. it's, it's, it's kind of just like this hilarious contradiction of like the way he sounds versus what he's talking about. He's talking about you missiles in space, but he, it's it's very. It's very sweet and and softening, and it makes you want to go to bed. But, you know, we're talking about putting missiles in space, moving at several times the speed of sound to uh, uh, to vaporize Russian cities. But it's yeah. going on and on again about what they were using in, like, the 80s, and it's like particle beams, directed energy, shooting shit mm-hmm. at the speed of light. It's like, that was in the 80s, man. And when yeah. you look at the rationalization of, like, like, Curtis LeMay, who headed up Strategic Air Command, who... You know, he was a badass. He would lead the bomber formations in World War II. He wasn't, he wasn't leading from, like, a, a bunker. He would just fucking get out there in the front plane and be like, let's go fucking, he's fucking wild. And, uh, you know, this guy loved his planes. He loved, like, the romanticism of it, the big, just silver-colored, silver-tinted chrome bombers. But his final logic was, is like, you know, we'd throw 100 planes at a target or 1,000 planes, and 900 would get through right and then they'd all drop their bombs but at least one would always get through and then with the advent of the nuclear weapon you only needed one to get through that was it you Mm -hmm. just needed one and so that changed bombing forever and then despite a lot of like uh, you know feet dragging and shit he finally realized that as much as he loved his bombers the the future was missiles because they're unmanned they could go up into orbit They'd come back in at, like, Mach 23. You could fire them from our own backyard, and they were unstoppable. So he dragged his feet a lot, but finally he was like, all right, these are the future. And he just went along with it. But uh, his logic, his entire logic was always, like, how quickly can we get the payload onto the target? Fuck everything else. I don't care if it's a plane. I don't care if it's a goddamn zebra. How do we get the target? And so it comes down to missiles with nuclear. Yes, okay. So then I, I always think about directed energy weapons. Right, You put them in orbit. The, the ISS, the International Space Station, is I think at 220 miles in orbit. Right? Even if you took a, a, a geosynchronous uh, satellite, which is at 36,500 miles. Man, the speed of light can go around the circumference of the planet seven and a half times a second. It's nothing. Right? So if you take down the importance of wanting to get a global strike missile that can do anywhere in the world in 30 minutes as opposed to 40 minutes, that's a big improvement you put a directed energy weapon in orbit shooting at the speed of light. The time between you give the order is not 30 minutes. It's, it's, it's a hundredth of a second. So Mm -hmm. to me, that is us. We're, we're, we're securing the boundaries. We have our plan for the new cold war, Right. but we've got our corners taken care of. And I, I can't help but think that it's probably some form of, something to do with starlink it's got some weapons application i don't know what it would be but there's something up there because it's orbiting around well, At the, the very
1: least isn't it is, at the very least isn't it the new spy plane oh at the very least at the very least right yeah and you're talking about delivering a payload if you and i both have the most powerful weapons known to man and you shoot yours from missile silos And I shoot mine from Mississauga, whether it's in a submarine or, you know, or or North Dakota or whatever. Um, uh, And now I have this this satellite up there with your strategic with your. um, And and we both launch rockets at the same time. Right. So we're going to meet. It's like, you know, Dr. Strange. Yeah. Right. Both launching at the same time. And we press a button. Your fucking rocket can be blown up coming out of the silo. Yeah. So again, and I say this in a in a cynically positive light, that deters nuclear war because you won't do it. But the reality of it is, uh we can do it if we're abusive. Yeah. Anyway. But that's the arms race you're talking
0: about. Our payload, what's the what's the guy what's the guy's name again? Lieutenant General James Abramson. He's like ninety right, now. So, yeah.
1: So he's like, you know, he
0: he sounds like the uh he sounds like Mister Rogers, but he's talking about thermonuclear holocaust.
1: How come? How come the 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 most uh, uh, the people with the most sensitive decisions? I guess I guess it makes sense, but people like you know Pol Pot. That the guy was a. Uh, I'm not saying Abramson's evil. I'm saying Pol Pot was like a poet. How come all these leaders have all these soft artistic sides? You know, I would
0: imagine it's an element of psychopathy. I I, I think so. I think it you have to has to be.
1: You have to rationalize it otherwise you go crazy yeah it's like it's okay i didn't shoot you the bullet shot you yeah. i just held them. yeah and because of my zen buddhism training yeah i'm responsible for it yeah you know there's it, gotta be something there.
0: it's probably something like that or they've just sat with it for so long that it's lost any like shock value yeah right yeah. you know how many beheading videos can you watch before you're like yeah i get it it's isis you know how, right. how many hours can you spend in NORAD talking about nuking the planet before it's just Monday? <laughs> you know, you're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, we're taking out Taiwan today.
1: We're taking out Taiwan today. We're, you know what? We're going to back away. We're we're going to pull up Taiwan on our way back to retreating to the Japan. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's what we're going
0: to man. I and I do think we're getting ready to just burn Taiwan, right? I mean, was it last year we started building that yeah. chip fabricating plant in the U.S.? Yep. <laughs> yeah, we're taking the irreplaceable aspects of Taiwan. And we're making backups, oh, but it's oh, still yeah. a very well, valuable pawn.
1: All of a sudden, you know, I have I, I have, a, I have a, a friend or two that works at, at ASML, and uh, no inside information. But he's been letting me see the path. You know, he's like he's like uh, uh, the infrastructure bill is going to sink money into chips, and I'm like, okay, why? And he's like, well, because we need to keep the price of oil down, and uh, having good chips allows you to be more efficient, and you use less energy in your production. So, okay, we're low cost producers. I go, that's great. I go, what about it? He goes, well, he goes, we used to, they sell these big machines. So these, these, these um, um, I forget what they're called, but they're ultraviolet light based, and they're about as big as a tractor trailer. And they take like years to make, and they're incredibly sensitive. Uh, and they work with ultraviolet light, and he's like, yeah, we sell one like a year or something like that, you know. And 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 the last one we sold was Taiwan. I go, where's the next one you're Oh, we're selling one to the Taiwan company. Where's it going? He goes, oh, it's it's in it's in Arizona. Like, what the fuck's it doing there? So, or so where, where the name of the company is it? Taiwan? It's it's a company. It's not a country, you know. And it's like, so they're building one there, subsidized money from the U.S. Chips in the Midwest. Create, I mean, you could just see this whole. This is whole. The LBJ concept being reborn. Yes, we're rebuilding the military-industrial complex. But it's jobs. And we're protecting the homeland. You know, buy... I mean, you can just hear, buy American. Oh, yeah. You know, we're not going to have that nasty Chinese stuff anymore. Yeah. And uh, Taiwan, we love them. We love them. But, you know, you have a redundancy for your hard drive, don't you? Well, we have a redundancy for our chips. God forbid... <laughs> something happens to taiwan well let's put it this way we don't want anything to happen to taiwan until we get that chip factory built
0: yeah. and then we'll, and then we then, really want something to happen to taiwan that's right and then we'll torture yeah we'll absolutely torture it so we'll we'll either make china do it or we'll fucking do it
1: well what about japan japan can.
0: japan has to
1: be a little bit nervous about that i, I heard that they've been
0: i think we uh, i think we want japan to I think we, I think we want that to survive because we have bases in Okinawa, like one of our largest bases in the world. I think the largest is Ram, Ramstein in Germany, but I think right. I, I could be wrong. I think our second largest is in Okinawa. We don't I want that to get. I go. think Japan
1: just, I think Japan just found offshore a shit ton of lithium, right around the time we pulled out of Afghanistan. So, huh. um, if you if you pull it up, it's gonna be like you know, Japan confirms you know, the <laughs> largest lithium deposit in the world. I'm sure the Japanese were like, shit, we better make sure we're worth protecting.
0: They probably <laughs> that or they probably had that as on the fucking they probably had that card tucked away for a decade and they're like, right. you know, in case in case the US ever gets uh, gets a little funny.
1: Right. And and by the way, that's to your point about the whole uh, uh, private enterprise and and military working together. See, see that's why the West wins out uh at least optically with yeah. the east. So for example, China. Uh we're building islands. We're man made building islands, you know, next door to Japan. Well you can't do that. Yeah, you're right. We're gonna do it for weather observations. We're gonna do it for you know, whatever the reasons are gonna but and nobody believes it. But the US it's like, oh yeah, we're sending Starlink satellites into orbit to give you ESPN. Yeah. And so the okay that's cool. You know well it's the, it is the yeah.
0: brilliance of the west is we we do it and we fucking do the pr we go we're giving it to the people of ukraine because russia is right. trying to never mind that we started it but like we're, we're giving right. internet yeah. to the people of ukraine no we're very good at packaging it we're very good at, at selling it to the world it's like that south park episode where cartman like goes back in time to meet the founding fathers or something or i forget how he does it but the takeaway of, of it is... I'm a person. I just don't know that one. I'm a no, no, I, haven't, I haven't watched that one in I can't, uh, forever, but I vaguely remember an it. Early an early episode? episode? Last time I watched it, it must have been like 2012 or something. I don't know. So, I mean, uh, oh, at least a decade. But, like, um, Cartman, like, makes this contraption where he, like, hangs upside down and drops himself into a kiddie pool full of toasters and, like, electrocutes himself and goes back. It's fucking... I never it's, it's, this one. Yeah. One. And he goes That's back right. in time and meets, like, the Founding Fathers and he's, like, talking to them. And it finally comes down to, like, I I don't know, he tells them about the future or something, whatever. But the takeaway is this, is, well, that's the beauty of America, is we have Democrats and Republicans. On one hand, we bomb the absolute fucking shit out of every place in the world. And then half the population talks about how evil we are for doing it and how we are all for progress. And no one bats an eye. So we do it, and then we condemn ourselves and say how bad we are for doing it. But we're never going to stop doing it. And so we have our cake and eat it too. And so right. it's just this brilliant like China uses slave labor. Never mind, it's to create the iPhone that I own. But China's evil. Like so we're putting up we're putting up payloads into space, but it's it's so that we can give internet to the Ukrainians.
1: Oh, the Ukrainians. We have to help the
0: Ukrainians. Yeah, no, we are very, very good at packaging it. We're brilliant at packaging it. It's it's pure evil, but God I well, I God, I love it,
1: <laughs> but that, that's the manipulation. It's like, oh, oh, you care about kittens? you like kittens? Well, then we're gonna send the satellite into orbit to find all the kittens for you. like, yes. it's
0: like... yeah, no, it's like we can't be evil because, look, we're still bringing in millions of migrants over the southern border. like give us your hungry, weary travelers. like we'll do well, this then? while sending tanks to Ukraine. like really? we are still the and it's like, and the more I watch it the less i think that we're just this evil thing and i think it's that i'm just growing up and realizing this is what we've always been it's just right. with social media and with and the <clears throat> internet and audible and wikipedia it's more apparent we've probably been this way f- since like the 1900s yeah since like <clears throat> world war one
1: yeah. since like since like no before you know, that a uh, hundred years before that probably I mean, how many times before social media and before things like you're doing? You know, I remember when it when it was first getting going, it was like, that's a bunch of lunatics. This is the news. And then the lunatics get louder and more frequent. And although eight out of ten of them are crazy, two are not. And then before you know it, there's like there's like more truth coming out of that. And and, and the shift probably happened probably happened during COVID, where where the uh, the conspiracy theorists are just talking about conspiracies, and they're right. And the mainstream media has become even more um, obviously a shill uh, for 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 the establishment. Anyway, the the point is, we have always been this way. Guys like you and I are just kind of figuring it out because we've been exposed to it in social media. It's kind of like data, right? You're a data person. You've got five data points, you can draw a conclusion, but you're not sure. You get 5,000 data points a second that aren't refuted. Eventually, you're like, you know what? I might need to rethink how I'm drawing this map.
0: Yeah. You know, where we are. And then, and like, one thing I've kind of realized more and more is like, like, staring into the abyss, and it does stare back, is yeah. like, the more you evaluate this, And really object just try to remove blinders of democrat republican and just really try to examine like what's going on in the military industrial complex and the iron triangle and just the revolving door and the in the hybridization of intelligence uh intelligence agencies with energy companies and you start to realize that this is the inevitable outcome this hyperfusion this event horizon of of power and intelligence and, and military apparatus was going to happen. It happened here first, and if it didn't happen right. here, it would have happened somewhere else. And you look at how we buttfuck the rest of the world.
1: That's that's what Paul Pot would say.
0: Yeah, maybe I should be a dictator. But then you look at what China's <laughs> doing dick. and bullying around its its neighbors and what it's doing. No, with
1: but you I, I mean, I mean. It sounds like we're rationalizing, at least it does to me, but the bottom line is, it's kind of like the old phrase like Churchill said, capitalism sucks, or our way sucks, or something sucks, but it's it's better than everything else out there.
0: Well, so that, that, and then it's a very kind of, and again, it doesn't make it good, but you start to go in what, let's look how the rest of the countries in the world are acting when they are starting to get the slightest sniff of blood in the water, that maybe the dollar's you, not as strong. Imagine? Can you imagine if they had the powers that we had? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's look how they're acting when it just, we we appear somewhat weaker. Right. Yeah, man, an Iron Fist rules the fucking world. It's just yeah. what it is. And it's been that way since the dawn of time. You don't have to like it. Hey, I'm with you too, man. I fucking wish it was some scene out of the, out of some, you know, vacation Bible school painting where it's like we're all just holding hands in a field with a donkey. I don't right. fucking know. Yeah. Kumbaya. Kumbaya. I Kumbaya. wish it was that too, all right. But it's not, man. And like we live on this nation separated from the rest of the world by two oceans. And we have the the strongest military on the planet. At a certain point I think you go and you you're in the bunker talking to James Abramson and he's chatting to you for ten hours and at the end of it you go This or what? You want to, you want to get, you want to, you want to, you want to take down our entire military industrial complex. Okay. And then let China build it. Okay. And do you just, right. do you just cross your fingers and hope they're nice to you? Yeah. And it's like a, it's a fucking sad realization, but it's also, it just is, it's just what it is. You just grow up and you realize it's what it is. And like, right. yeah, it's, I think it's probably the least worst system we've had. For all the fucking shit we do around, and there, and we do a lot,
1: right?
0: It's still the place that people will crawl over the southern border to get to.
1: It's right,
0: And Man, like as much as I fucking hate, just like the the wild rainbow-haired, like just tranny pride fucks, man. How gifted of a nation are we? Where our biggest problem is is I don't like that that guy identifies as a third gender. Not about right. I can't get food because my grandpa bought an article from the New York Times and the KGB put us on a blacklist. It's because right. I don't think that guy should be able to walk around during a pride festival with a dildo in his ass. Like how great is it that that, that is our greatest grievance? Not does the water work. Not does a, is it an artillery shell going to hit my apartment. It's right. it's oh, you have a pride flag in your Twitter profile, you douchebag. Right. That's that's my grievance is that I haven't gotten enough retweets. How is that not the best system? That's a uh, it's a tough pill to swallow, man.
1: No, it's actually true. I mean, you know, it's it's the whole it's a bigger picture version of the whole uh I don't agree with you, but I'll fight for your ability to have a different opinion than me. Yeah. And when you expand that logically, you end up with you end up with, um, end up with. If our biggest problem is X, I wouldn't, you know, and we're in charge. Like we are the adults in the room.
0: Yeah.
1: As mature as we are, we are the adults in the room.
0: Yeah. It's a little arrogant, but
1: I mean, hopefully, we we have enough adults to remain the adult. But it sounds like you know, at least right now, we're the adults in the room. For now.
0: There's a limited amount of resources. There's a finite amount of resources with a seemingly infinite number of people with an infinite number of desires. We're we're in a prison, and we both, we're both both walking around carrying 12-gauge shotguns, and we're up on a catwalk surrounded by barbed wire. You yeah. go, man, doesn't it suck for the people in Gen Pop? And I go, yeah, it does. And after a while, you go, I mean, what should we join them and give them the guns? And you go... Hey, it sucks they're down there, and it's not fair that you know we have beds and they have cots. You're free to go give them your gun. I'm not. Right, and it's you know it's it it's it's uh right. it's Nicholson and a few good men. You know I you was just thinking about that. You Want scene. me on that wall? You need me on yeah. the wall because I make you decisions that you don't like to talk about when you're alone at parties. That's the thing is you and I have the luxury of sitting on a podcast and going, this isn't right. What happens when you do get behind that nuclear blast door and you are up there with the decisions and you are on the wall and you have to go... God forbid you have to make that decision. God forbid you have to make that fucking decision. I know that this is a very easy way to slip into, well, it's bigger than you, and it's a way to rationalize bad decisions. I get that, and the power can be abused. I understand that. But at what point... Because you and I can have these things and we can look at it on the news and go, oh, the Senate just passed a bill that said we're going to protect Taiwan. And I can go, oh, that's the military industrial complex. And then I can turn off my phone, which is made by slave labor, and sit in my apartment with an air conditioner in a city, in a country that no one would dare attack. And if I have the slightest problem, I can drive two minutes to a hospital. And if I'm hungry, I can go get world-class germ-free food in an air-conditioned super apartment and there's no exchange of gunfire for me to get meat i just wave a plastic card and they go yeah have a good day mr kerrigan and it's so nice and then i look at an article and go we're sending more money to ukraine that's so evil and then i can sit down and play fucking xbox because no one's coming to break down my fucking door because i'm a military age male yet, at a certain point there are the guys that don't get to put down the phone they go yeah we're going to pass a bill for taiwan it is on us it's on your shoulders, right? I, you know, during 08 financial crisis, I was 18. I go, oh, this sucks. And then I get to go back to private school. But my dad's got to make the hard decisions of how am I going to continue to raise four kids and support my wife? He's got to make the decisions that no one else wants to fucking make. And they're not fun and they're not sexy, but you do, you. the buck stops here. The buck stops somewhere, man, and somewhere in some deep fucking bunker, you got someone from DARPA talking to Musk, going, "We're gonna put up thirty thousand satellites that, if need be, will rain down hell on the Chinese people." And there's no one to there's no one to to pass the to go, well, I gotta send it to my boss. There is a moment, there is a place, there is a bunker, a hermetically sealed room with fluorescent lighting, where the buck does stop. And it goes, "No, no, 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 you don't get to put down the phone. Do you want the American Empire to go on?" Or are you going to let China take Taiwan? And you got to make the decision. And guess what? Half the nation is going to say, that's my president. And the other half is going to say, that's a warmonger. And get, that's what comes with it, man. And it's like, it, it, it's we have the luxury of criticizing it. We don't get to be in. The, and by the way, and you don't get to come out and get to explain to the American people because you've taken TSSCI clearances. And if you say a word, you're going to be fucked in the ass in Guantanamo until your grandkids right. are dead right so i don't know is that my defense of the military industrial complex i guess so
1: well that's that's <laughs> the uh that's a nice little rant there um uh and it's actually it's actually all, all accurate the balance is you know uh don't how let much it run a what, what i'm saying making excuses for abuse at the top Correct. versus the alternative Correct. is Way worse, correct. So kind of like it's kind of right, right? where we are constantly shooting for the let's we'll just make it a left right thing, right? So well actually not left right. We'll make it a Nicholson Cruz thing, right? Cruz wants to improve what's going on in the framework we've created because it is the best,, yeah. right? That's progressive, right? And Nicholson is saying, whoa, you're too progressive. We can't do it that way because you risk, you know, losing Guantanamo or some, you know? And so, so the, the personal battle between left and right is really about improving what we have versus improving too much and justifying the whole thing and letting some other fucking idiot run it. That's, that's kind of what I feel like. Yeah. You know, that was the first movie, you know, I watched that movie up big movie person and, 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 uh, most of my family at the time was left of center and my wife at the time was uh, very left of center. And so I, I, I had to see both sides of it. And, um, I saw that movie and everybody liked that movie. And I'm like, you know what? I had a problem with it. And I had a cousin who was a Marine. In fact, he gave me what he gave me his bayonet. Right. Oh, yeah. So, um, I had a cousin. I said, you know what? I, I was being curious. I wasn't being judgmental. I'm like, how true is what nicholson's saying And i was thinking big picture he goes oh that's true nicholson's a scumbag but this is what he said to me he "Goes the nicholson character is evil and he's a scumbag and what he did is wrong and he should pay for it individually however he's contained by the people around him that do follow the letter of the law and so because of that the asshole remains in place but he's a figurehead the decentralized he's like very marine you know gunnery sergeant at the time because the decentralized masses around that general keep him in place. If you take the figurehead out, you have chaos. And so, you know, while what Cruz was doing was right, you he was thinking about Asmarie. You don't know who the guy who's coming in after him, what he's going to do. You may have made, you may have got a guy in there who's worse, or you may get a guy that's going in there that's scared to do his job now, and so. Again, we think black and white. Do your job, don't do your job. But you can't afford to have nuances when you're on that wall. No. Or you can't afford to have nuances when you are that, you know, that corporal who, who died in, in, the, in, in, the, in the act. Anyway, the, the, the Marine was like, you know what? I agree with Cruz. This is the Marine talking. I agree with Cruz, you know. I agree with what Cruz had to do. However, um, we lost something that day. In a bigger picture uh, feeling that we won't experience probably for decades, because it's the death of a thousand a thousand cuts. Mm. So, yeah, you know, um, I don't mind Nicholson being there as long as I don't know about it. As soon as I know about it, I have to get him fired.
0: And there, there comes in the luxury. Is, That's the luxury. We're okay exactly. with it until we know about it. That's right, but but we just said we're okay with it so long as we don't know about it,
1: right? And that's why the government's like, you're not going to find out about
0: it. Well, not only that, we just implied that we are okay with it. I'm okay with it so long as once you tell me, I legally, you know, it's the it's the it's the it's the you and your buddy are being cross examined. Don't tell me, don't fucking tell me, because I don't want to have to lie in front of. I'm telling you, I'm okay with it you're like, Tommy, there's this hooker, she's dead, and I'm going, Vince, I don't fucking want to know another word. I am letting you know I'm okay with you killing that hooker. Don't you tell me you did it, because now I'm going to have to testify. So even that is we're showing our complete hypocrisy. We're saying that Nicholson can exist. Don't tell me about it, because then I have to morally act. But we are implying that we're okay with him existing in a Schrodinger's fashion of, well, if we truly cared, we would say, No, I don't know if he exists, and we're going to go find out and make sure he doesn't exist. We actually don't care because we're going, if he exists and I don't know about it, I'm okay with that. What what about
1: the oil? Okay, so what about the oil block? Your point about us passively aggressively trying to to go Russia on, that kind of dovetails (coughs) into the, I want to know about it. So, like, for example, um, we blockaded Japan's oil, and that's why they invaded Pearl Harbor. So, so, um, are you okay with FDR doing that, knowing what you know now? Yes. Right. Exactly. I am. I am. But you know, and, and
0: no hesitation. But, yes.
1: But if it were my daughter or son that were bombed at Pearl Harbor, my personal, I would lose the ability to look at the big picture. Which right? is
0: why you keep it classified for a hundred years. Right. You wait until they're all dead, and you go, "Yeah, it's tragic." It's simple math, isn't it? It's simple it's math. Simple and then not only die, then live,
1: you can get away with
0: it. You can't say it when the people are still alive that died or that served or whatever. But when enough time goes by, everyone is, is everyone gets to sit in that FDR position and, and look back and go, okay, but now we know just how technologically advanced Germany was. We knew what they were doing with the hog, the concentration camp system. That's right. And we know about Unit 731 in Japan and how they wanted to release a plague on the entire world. And you go, yeah, no, that makes sense. That makes sense. And it's all dead. And none of it, you can't really relate to it anymore because all the photos are black and white and they're driving around big cars with white wall tires. And you go, you're afforded a certain distance from it. And you go, well, yeah, it's probably better that they killed. And it's all obscured. None of it's actually ever been declassified. So even there, you're allotted the luxury of going, Well, this is given that this happened.
1: Right. You can still, you can still, like, you and I, let's say you and I are completely different people. You need to know the truth, and you're like, I know the truth, and now I accept it because time has gone by. But still, as your point is being muddied, me, on the other hand, it's still muddy enough that I can live in denial.
0: It's still muddy uh, enough that you can go. Yeah, I I. I did fire that machine gun five hundred yards into the oncoming guys. I don't know if I hit anybody. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it was the guy next to me shooting. I don't know. Well,
1: did, didn't they used to? Um, I'm jumping around, but it's the same idea.
0: No, in the firing squads. Yeah, they. The exactly. We're on the same. Right. Yeah, nine I... guys would have a blank. One guy wouldn't. Right. It's like Who killed know, him. Like... I don't know. It's probably Bob. Yeah. What's well, the, he uh, was a bad guy. He, he didn't need to die. Yeah. I mean, you
1: no. Know, it wasn't me. It was someone else. Yeah. You know, and then. That
0: yeah and so and then you go back to fdr and you go okay so he makes that decision and you do have to make the decision and keep it classified for a hundred years because in a hundred years much like your kids grow up and eventually i don't have kids so i don't know why i'm talking about this but eventually they grow up and they go yeah no you were right thanks for not letting me get that tattoo on my forehead when i was 10 that's right you'll thank me when you're older but the reason why the parent does it is in the kid. I hate you, and they scream and go pound. And you, know, you can hate me. I'll alleviate you that luxury because you want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. It's so you can hate me. You can call me FDR and say I bombed Pearl Harbor. But in a hundred years, when you understand I was right, that's fine. But we're not allotted the luxury in 1941 for you to go we're not going to allow it to happen because then after the germans invade the east coast and the japanese take over the west coast and then in 100 years you go i wish fdr did that well now it's done now you've got the tattoo on your forehead and you're going man i wish dad had told me i couldn't get that
1: um <sighs> let me just add something to that you reminded me of something when i was a kid everyone wanted to get tattooed at some point right and and um this is directly to what your point uh, I wanted to get a, a Tasmanian devil. Like, everyone was getting, everyone was getting, um, uh, uh, you know, Warner Brothers characters yeah. on the farm or on the, you know, like inner city tough guy stuff. And I wanted a Tasmanian devil. And and but but I, I had the respect to not do it behind my family's back. So I went to my dad. I said, you know, I want to get a tattoo. I'm old enough. I'm 16 or something like that. He goes. He goes. Okay, you can have it. And I went, really? He goes, yes, but I want you to wait a month. And um, then he bought a poster of the Tasmanian Devil and gave it to me. I hung it in my room. Right? Okay. A month later, I went back to him and said, you know what, Dad? I think I want Bugs Bunny now. And he's like, okay, let's wait a month. And so he bought me a The point is, I got so fucking tired of looking at it. (laughs) <laughs> that it was, and, I, and I'm a kid, right? I changed my mind, and then you know, five years later, I was like, you know, how did you know? He goes, he goes, because I wanted to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, I was a jackass I didn't know too. What you did from doing it,
1: and my father beat the shit out of me. He goes, he goes, but I just kind of made you realize that a month isn't really a long time. Yeah, and I ended up getting, I ended up giving myself a tattoo, but it wasn't one of those. Yeah, uh, but um, he was right, you know, and he was the bad guy, and I fucking hated him. A poster. Go oh, to hell! What's a poster? I don't, I'm 16 now. I'm driving around. I want a poster. I'm He's an like, adult. Yeah, I'm an adult. Put that up for now, you know. And, and and a month from now, if you leave that up in your room for a month and you still want the Tasmanian Devil, I'll get it for you. I'll pay for it. And I was like, okay, that's stupid. Okay, a month later, I was like, Bugs buddy? He's like, okay, let's do it again. Anyway, by the time it was over, I was like, screw that. I'll, I'll just get.
0: It. I'll just get a poster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just get up. Exactly. And then that's the thing is you start looking at it and you go. Yeah, I can't really. Oh, Okay, you, don't want, you want us to not bomb Pearl Harbor or let them do it? All right. Well, give me your clothes. I'm going to put you in a pinstripe pajama and you're, you're going to go live in Auschwitz for a month.
1: Right. You, you don't that's have
0: right. you don't have blonde hair and blue eyes. This, this is what will happen to you. That's right. And it's you don't have the and then. Again, it's the, it's the fine line of you also, this logic can very easily be used by evil people to just shove it down your face and go, oh, you don't want us to go fucking do this? Well, you don't know if it's, you know, and then it doesn't work because then you got fucking, you know, Dick Cheney probably using that logic to go into Iraq. And it's like, no, we probably could have avoided Iraq and nothing would be different. And like, except for there'd be a lot less dead people. There are mistakes.
1: There are mistakes. Right. And there are things that we underdid that if we had acted sooner, you know, if we had if we had, not us per se, but, but if we had stopped Hitler at Poland, there would have been no World War II. You know, that type of stuff. There. Your point, Nick. going into Iraq was overkill and didn't help us any. Letting Hitler proceed in Poland was underkill and had consequences as well. Yeah.
0: And then the yeah. thing about it is, is like, you don't have the luxury of running two experiments. You don't have the luxury of doing a double blind placebo. Where you go, what happens if we give this mouse vitamin A and then we don't give it to that mouse? And you see what happens and you get whatever. No, like this is all happening in real time. So we go, we don't have any luxury of saying what happens if we don't embargo Japan. By the time we maybe wait five years and go, okay, we should do it, well, by now there's a whole new host of problems. Right. And you're going to try to, and you're going to want to run an experiment and see if you don't have that luxury. So. As much as I, you know, shit on Biden and mock the left for cheering on the, you know, the war in Ukraine, man, there is also enough of, like, an adult in me that goes, like, this might—they bring you into the skiff and under fucking NORAD and they're talking to you for two days and you finally come out of it and you go, this is the least worst option. Thank God it's over there, not over here. What do you care? We're not drafting your buddies. We're just sending— we're sending ones and zeros. You don't understand it. What do you care?
1: But that, but that's that's the that's the political divide, right? I mean, I mean, if you can see beyond the political divide, uh, then you know that really, I just don't like the person delivering the message. The message has to be delivered, which is goes back to what you said about Trump. We're embracing a lot of the policies that he had, uh, but we're just not going to say that
0: yeah and we're having our cake and we're eating it too we are literally embracing all of trump's policies we're bringing manufacturing back to the united states we're bolstering the power of nato we're on a war footing Mm -hmm. with russia and china but biden delivered it and he has a black vice president instead of evil orange man it's 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 kind of hilarious
1: it is kind of it is it is really hilarious like
0: it is south park
1: i remember hating i mean to give you like how i flipped on this I remember looking at Trump in president and saying, and saying, because he just cut a deal to like uh, keep jobs American. And I went, that's bullshit. Apple's like, I was rooting for Trump, but knowing it wouldn't work. Yeah. That's it, Apple's going to have these new, h- new hires and then cancel six months later. And I was like, see, Trump, you're fucking, you know, you're clueless. That's, that's something, right? And then, then I'm listening to his points about protectionism in China. I'm like, yeah, he's definitely, he's fucking way right about that. Russia not a, not as much of a threat. Well, I think Russia needs to be given a little bit more carrot. They've been given too much stick for years. So, you could be right about that. Immigration, I'm like, ah. I think even your even your conservative anti-immigration presidents know that that's going to happen. They just use it as a uh, as as a vote getter. And then when he left, I'm like, okay, so now we we don't hate China anymore, we hate Russia. Because like, we got a Democrat in the White House, right? It's like Hillary versus Trump, right? So now we hate. Now we hate Russia. I'm like okay, so we're going to do some nice things and let China. And then, now and now and then I was like, okay, we're going towards Trump protectionism, mercantilism, soft return to the gold standard, which is coming. Um, you know, Trump's one of Trump's nominees for the for the Fed was like a gold standard person. Yeah, and that, that's crazy. I'm not saying you can go back on the gold standard. I'm saying. It's a sound money concept, which is fine. But I'm looking at all these things like protectionism. We're going to put, he was making a big deal. Tariffs, you know, they do the same thing, but they emphasize different things. Trump, tariffs on Chinese goods being imported. Well, we don't have to worry about tariffs anymore. We're just not allowed to buy from them anymore. You know? <laughs> right? I mean, didn't Trump stop, try to stop TikTok, and now we're doing that again?
0: Yeah, but Biden's doing it. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's so he's. Like... He, 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 he. And on this, on this point, man, <clears throat> you almost gotta. You go, oh, yeah, you get to stay in the Oval Office if you play the game and you ju- there People, you know, although uh, although like philosophically, I did agree with Trump when he said, by definition, whatever I do is presidential. Yeah, sure. Philosophically, if I had to take a lie detector test, I'd agree with that. Wait, who said that? Trump, because they're like he. He's not presidential the way he was acting. Right. right, And he, he said, by definition, whatever I do is presidential, which, that's yeah, right. technically is funny. Yeah. But that's right. Man, you got to put on the suit and just kind of be that faceless, emotionless politician and deliver the message, because otherwise people get. The thing about Trump is that we're doing, like we said, we're doing everything Trump wanted, but we got a boring old white guy. And so no one cares when you have yes. someone as loud as Trump and he's tweeting from his toilet saying, like, your wife's ugly, like. Yeah. Though funny, and I'll never not think it's funny, he's the funniest president we ever had and will ever have. Yeah. But in terms of the the deep state, the military, industrial, corporate conglomerate that is the United States, you got to have a better PR guy than that, right? You got to have somebody's got to come. There's a reason why Apple doesn't sponsor anyone. Here, knows that no no one sponsored by Apple. When's the, last no. time you've seen, when's the last time you've seen someone, LeBron? I haven't. Never. I haven't. They don't sponsor anyone. It's just cold, clean, here's a new silver product delivered by our CEO. We don't address anything. We will never address the slave labor in China. We never have to worry about a sexual scandal with one of our sponsors. We never need yeah. to worry about LeBron James tweeting something. We never yeah. need to be, you know, Bud Light with Dylan Mulvaney. We address nothing. The most we'll do is maybe put up a pride flag that's it cold calculating because of that you don't give a shit they're very quietly like what it like number two number three most valuable corporation on earth very quiet very quiet just big silver headquarters and they just deliver the iphone and every year it's just that that's all you care about there's no emotion with it there's no republican democrat quiet smooth collected they give you your phone and you get your dividends that's what the deep state military industrial complex wanted. You want a boring white guy that goes and signs papers, pardons the right. turkeys, and shakes the hand.
1: You don't want right. Trump
0: out there. As funny as Trump is, you don't want Trump heading up Apple. You don't want no, that. No, he's
1: like, he's like Reagan off meds. And what I mean by that is,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're there, right.
1: There was a loose, there was a, there was a fearful quality that Reagan instilled because he was a good community. He was a great communicator. Sure. He did it, and he did convey the message, but they were, you know, speaking about Russia. Russia was a little it's Like you know what, he might really do something stupid. Sure. Whereas Trump, I was almost praying that he was really just acting over Everybody the top. He's bluffing, constantly threatening. Remember North Korea? Constantly little, threatening.
0: Little, little, big red button. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, that was. Yeah, man. I mean, it. As much as I did like him, I admittedly loved him. Yeah. It wasn't good for business, man. It's you can't. No, it I mean, under him, we had we had a fake nuclear alert go out to Hawaii. Like, I dude, know. that you're we shaking. You're shaking the fucking. You're shaking the plane too much. It's too much turbulence.
1: But how many times? To- how many times did we have uh, a false alarm with North Korea too? And after a while, it was like it's like eh, it's just Trump. Yeah, it's no. If it really happened, we'd all be dead. We'd yeah. be like, huh? it's just Trump.
0: Yeah. You know. No, it's almost like they removed Trump not because of his message, but they removed him because he was too loud about it. That's yeah, it. That's, that's a big part of it. That's it. No, it's like you know, the, we're doing everything Trump wanted, but we're just doing it with a boring white guy. The
1: thing that would have made me and and here's I'll be I'll be This is actually what I thought about when when Trump was president. I'm like, "You know what? I, I know I know of him from real estate in New York. Uh, back in the day and his style back then and this is what he did in the white house his style back then was to all the other real estate developers this is what he did you're all corrupt you're all doing x y and z i'm going to do x y and z too and i'm going to do it bigger than you and better than you and be more aggressive about it and i'm going to flaunt it and they were like but he was basically saying think, think about him with hillary he was saying to the real estate developers back in the day, and you're not going to rattle me because you're just you're as
0: bad. fucking doing it.
1: Right, right. And so that's what he did in the White House. And, and this is this is where I would go back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? There's a part of him that knows he's just fucking going over the top. And I'm okay with that. But his second in command, whoever that is, whether it be Mike the vice president or the secretary of state, is not a person that he blindly trusts like a consiliary, like in a, a mob. It's a person like like George W. Bush. Let's say he was a moron. I'm not saying George, but let's say he was. Cheney's evil, but at least Cheney knew what to do. Yeah. That's how I looked at it. Yeah. Right. Trump is a petulant, immature child who knows what he's doing, likes to press the borders, and he doesn't have a guy. This is what bothering me about him. He didn't have a guy in a box, the opposite of a red button, who he would tap if he felt like he was going. Who could say, "Dude, too much, back off." There was no one in his administration
0: that he could do that. His with. VP should have been Hillary, his a VP- calm, cool, fucking cold-blooded oh, bitch yeah. who you'd be oh, like, yeah. "Trump's wild, but I know Hill Dogs in that nuclear bunker." Yeah, she's got, she's got her, she's controlling the reins.
1: And he would be the front man selling it And she would be he'd like be,
0: He'd be the hype man He'd be America's yeah. dick is 10 feet long And we're gonna fuck you in the ass And have quantum computers And you'd be like I know Hillary's talking to like The heads of state behind the scenes
1: Yeah I mean that's 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 actually a real They are opposite sides of the same coin
0: Yeah That would have been an unstoppable take Man if Trump announces Hillary as his vice president from 2024
1: <laughs> That would be great That would be great
0: Yeah it's yeah, oh. it, he was just he was just too loud about it. And he's, I also think that, I think he was, and it's almost kind of sad. I think he was trying to, and I could be incredibly wrong on this. Admittedly, he was, he was looking at Jack Nicholson and he's going, "What you're doing is wrong." He looked at the the endless war machine, and was like, "We're gonna pull out of Syria. We're gonna pull out. of We're gonna have NATO pay for everything." Yeah. And the power that be were like, no, like there's a bigger thing, like you know we're doing a new Cold War. This started under Bush, like this right. is bigger than you. And I think that's how, you know, we always talk about how like China is more lethal because they have 50 year plans and 100 year plans, and we are right. always worried about the next election. Yeah, I don't really, I don't really buy into that. I think we probably 50 years ago were like, yeah, we need to start having 10 year plans and 20 year plans, and the president will just act as a figurehead. I think Trump tried to and he's not technically wrong just like Jack Nicholson was technically wrong but mm-hmm. he was trying to he was shaking the apple cart and they're like no dude there's something much much bigger than your your two terms and I think his ego is so big it was like no I'm going to I'm going to put an end to the 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 endless war the fucking and they're like no like you're out of here I think
1: I think there's merit to that because I can't remember where I heard this but it had to do with uh, the 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 philosophy of the strong president and it started probably before george w bush but it started with the president should he's, what's called the cheney was all about this the executive power yeah executive authority single executive i forget what it was but but and this came from you know it wasn't necessarily the republican side cheney wasn't really republican he was he was just a war
0: guy he was just darth vader yeah he was, darth he was vader, just exactly. eating babies for breakfast
1: Exactly, exactly, <laughs> I and mean, Christopher Reed, yeah, um, but but the, 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 they, at one point, they made the president, it was like Karl Rove and Cheney. the president has more executive power than people think. We're going to interpret it that way. And then 9 11 happened, and that got blown up and it got really powerful, and Bush wasn't doing anything. Everyone was telling him what to do, at least that's my opinion. But now you have this newly, really powerful president. There's a authority, this um, powerful executive branch, and then you've got Trump in there, right? And he's like, and they, they allowed the president to be powerful, they, right? They allowed the presidency to be powerful before because they were telling the president what to do, right? Now you've got a president who's got this power who you can't tell him what to do, so that's why that's 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 really gotta go the pre-president the president who has no power who's just a figurehead kind of like a an inbred king you know signs autographs that's it hey you're right trump was the logical end of the powerful presidency
0: there's kind of some poetic hilariousness in that and that it's like we can't give the government power because what happens when a bad person gets into power and it's turnkey tyranny it's like the deep state had been giving the executive branch, like, king powers, and then all of a sudden some motherfucker got in there. And they are yep. like, well, now it's it. bad. And it's like, well, you're kind yeah. of reaping what you sowed.
1: Patriot Act is good, but we can't have the president giving that out anymore. You Yeah. Know? That's exactly it. They took the power back from the presidency. Because Biden is an example of that. He's the opposite of Trump in this yeah. respect.
0: Yeah. Biden's not doing anything. Biden's signing the fucking papers. He's just stamping it. He's just... He, he knows it's not which then i always kind of i start to get intrigued of like i wonder what the structure of whatever the real power is is it formalized do you think there's like a committee that's been there for like 80 years and they have their own private voting is it more is it unofficial is it just whoever's got the biggest bank account kind of whispers in the ear? or do you do you think there's like a formal i don't know you know, is it mapped out under continuity of government or some shit? And it's we've got choices, right?
1: We've got the the twelve bankers in Switzerland. you have got the whole.
0: Yeah, I wonder if there's actually an official structure to it.
1: Right, right. I wonder. I mean, start with the Bilderbergs, maybe. Yeah, with the Bilderbergs, maybe there's a power structure there. Yeah, guys, there is one in China. You know that there's the, the. the 10 elders decide who the president's going to be. Like that's real deal. That's real deal shit. And that exists. What is the western equivalent of that? Um, I don't know, but I think I think it exists, but it's informal. You no. Know?
0: I don't think it's informal because it seems like they are just so <laughs> buttoned up in everything they do. I think it's probably formalized, but it's probably and they've hit it and some continuity of government shit, like Eisenhower had the Czar system, and it was it was like twelve or thirteen guys from the biggest industries in the u s that would take over right. all private industry in the wake of a of a a nuclear war, and it was you know the guys from the automotive industry, the guys from the fucking whatever, the home goods industry, the farmers, and then I think Kennedy abolished it. But eisenhower had this whole thing and it's like although it was technically like crony capitalism it would only go into effect after a war and it was placed under continuity of government i would imagine that there's some they've dressed it up as continuity of government but there's just some contingent of something and it would be insanely classified right so so if you can justify
1: (coughs) the appointment of a seizure Uh, in times of crisis which is what you're describing and it's legitimate i think that's legitimate and then there's no crisis that comes it reeks of crony capitalism but it's not it's not being justified it's not being used however when there is no crisis but there's a degree of crisis there's a little bit of a problem you're going to call those 12 guys
0: yeah yeah i think it's probably something like that and it's like so I i was talking to I was talking to a guy I had on here, Dr. Stephen Soloway, was in, I think he was in Trump's administration. He's like a rheumatologist. And we just went down the rabbit hole of Cold War shit. And he Mm -hmm. was like, the biggest flaw in, like, the military-industrial complex apparatus is that, like, any old person can be elected president. And then they're in charge of it all. And they get to see everything. And I was like, which then makes you rationally conclude that, (laughs) no, they can't. If they're that buttoned up. Right. And then, well, Bill can... And he, and he goes, well, of course. And, you know, he was like, hey, I, I don't actually believe what I'm saying. That's kind of how I look at it. It's like, yeah, you probably have these guys who were, like, molded and molded. The guys that, like, did what we did in the Cold War were all veterans of World War II, which comes back to the Jack Nicholson thing. Like, they saw the millions dead. Right. These guys were... These guys helped liberate Auschwitz and Birkenau and Kelmno. They saw the fire bombings of Japan and they were right. like, yeah, we'll do a couple yeah. little assassinations in Soviet Germany if it means preventing that. And they're not wrong. And I look right. at everything they did and I can't recommend this book highly enough is Raven Rock by Garrett Graff. It's one of my favorite books. I've had him on here a couple times. It's all about continuity of government. It's 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 probably my favorite nonfiction book of all time. Raven Rock, right. and I look at everything they did, and every every contingency they had, and contingencies for contingencies, and everything was to just just to whatever it took to beat the Soviets. And I look at all of that, and I go, "Can I really rationally conclude that they also didn't look at the office of the president, arguably the biggest, the weakest link in the American chain? We were separated that's by
1: the, that's that's the." That's the speaking from an authoritarian point of view, from a from the whole Asian thing I was talking about, that's the weak link. That's the democracy, because that person's elected. So that's the figurehead. <clears throat> the American democracy model has become the old European monarchy model. Meaning anyone can be president, they're just not involved in the real decisions. Yeah. Like the, the The, the, I mean, I'm bringing this up because this is my handle. Soren the K. Soren Kierkegaard uh, was a a, a Danish philosopher, and they asked him. They said, "What are the qualities a leader, a king, must have?" And they were expecting this big, you know, you have to know the state and know. He's like, "Well, he must be able to sign his name, and he must be able to present well in parades." And they're like, why? He goes, because, and this is, think about this. This is, this is really, I think this is really, it may not come across. I'm not explaining it well, but you are. the monarch was the state. You think about England, you know, the queen, that Who? I mean, no offense, but who gives a shit? She doesn't run the country, oh. right? Well, the president is the modern king. Yeah. He doesn't know what's going on. And, and I'm not saying this cynically, by necessity, you can't have a, democratic, a democratically elected leader every four or eight years coming to be shown the scope of what we're doing. Yeah. You can't. Otherwise, it's like you can be president for eight years and then you get killed.
0: That would be it's it. Just, yeah, no, you would have to ice him.
1: You'd have to ice him, right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you'd end up being on a, on a Fox talk show, you know, talking yeah. about it. You, the, the point is, the king must be able to sign his name and cut a good figure in public and allow himself to be... He didn't use the word lightning rod. He said, the figurehead of the state must be viewed as the state. So I kind of look at it like the president is the lightning rod. Yeah. Yeah. He did it. Whatever.
0: And and they tell you that and you go, you're going to be the lightning rod. It's fine. You're going to be protected by X Delta Force to the day you die. You're fine. No one's ever actually going to do anything. Yeah, your ratings will go up and whatever. But... This is what it is, and and by yeah. the way, we're not offering you a choice. This is this is what it is, right, or you really and your is. family are going to have a horrible car mm-hmm. crash, and it's just going to be just so devastating. And we actually here's the plans of we'll show you how you'll do it. Yeah, no, it's a yeah, it's uh, a yeah, uh, that's what it is, and and the person who knows the
1: most about how to run the country is really just the most senior guy who survived. Yeah, the old guy that they go, dude, how do I fix it? The- how do I fix the water fountain again? It's
0: that guy. You can't, br- you can't bring in a new Tom Brady every year and say win the fucking champ. You got to have a Bill Belt. You got to have someone that owns the, like, it's like when people like you, I don't know shit about sports, but like from what I've gathered from other people, and they're like, yeah, no, this team, like, they're not going to have a winning season this, this year because they've decided that they're going to sacrifice this, that, and the other things so that they can get some first round picks next year. And I'm always yeah. like, "What? Why wouldn't you try to win it this year?" And it's like they're looking mm-hmm. at a bigger picture, you fucking retard. They're going, "Hey, if we try our hardest this year, we might break 500 percent win uh, uh, a 500 win percentage. Great. We're not going to win the championship. But if we sacrifice everything and go one in 15 and whatever next year, we're going to be able to get some new hot Tom Brady motherfucker. And then we're going to come in. Then we got a real shot (laughs) at winning. You have to have someone that's there for a couple seasons that sees the big picture and goes, I understand the fans are going to hate me this year and that attendance is going to be low. It's fine. Next year we're going to set up a fucking dynasty. Okay. And you see the big picture and they're not wrong. So you can't have a guy come in and go, all right, Mr. President, you are just inaugurated. He you gave your speech, blah, blah, blah. Here's the Oval Office. All right, sit down. So... <clears throat> We've actually been in a silent Cold War for the last five years. Now, we're developing an EMP weapon that could probably take out China tomorrow. Now, they're moving nuclear weapons off the California seaboard. However, back in the 80s, we put some directed energy weapons in orbit. Now, after we released COVID-19 and the Chinese tried to infiltrate Pfizer, and we didn't let them do that, so we invaded Ukraine. Now you'll understand why Macron has to be the head of France. Are you following? Okay, so Apple's going to release these new VR goggles, and that's actually the first stepping stone for this whole... Huh? Right. Now you go. Yeah, man. What are you doing? You fucking. You raise interest rates. All right. I mean, uh, uh, we'll build a new highway. You want your name on it? Let's look at.
1: Let's <laughs> look at it empirically. Forget it. For forgetting about what we believe, and I know we believe this. Being the president and, and being on camera, especially Biden, right, all day long, in the spotlight. How could he have any fucking time at all to assimilate you that information? don't. He can sign his name, and he can he can look good in a parade. Yeah, maybe.
0: yeah, that's it. yeah. That's it. That and that's really it, man. And it's like, what do you actually realistically do in that situation? Yeah, you go, dude. That is such like a intimidating situation. Like you get in there, man. Like what do you really, like? Oh, I would go in there and I'd be the new sheriff in town. Yeah, I have the luxury of saying that because it'll never happen. What do you so, actually do when you're in there? And you're fucking meeting with the the head of the fucking CIA. And he's going, Mr. Kerrigan, this is what we're doing. Well, I'm going to tell you, Mr. Director. Really?
1: All right, let me ask you this. Trump didn't know his place, or Trump was a plant. Meaning, Trump stepped into this whole whole comment about the uh, strong president thing, uh, and didn't know his place, and they lost control of it, so they had to get rid of him. Or... Trump was an accelerant. They put him in there, let him win, because it allowed us to, you know, I'm simplifying it. It allowed us to demonize China and blame him. So, I mean, I feel like...
0: I don't think that's an absurd idea at all.
1: You don't think that's crazy? No. That he was, was like, okay,
0: let's, you know... He's the fall guy. You're the orange man. Go in there and do everything we want you to do. Right. Or, or they, or they had COVID on the fucking they had it in the shelves and they're like, they Trump actually did get away from them, and they're like, well, we were gonna fucking use this thing anyway. Right. Why, right. why don't we just do it now? Fuck this guy right. anyway. Let's just use this. We'll just yeah we'll just knock him out. Let's get this thing started. We wanted to invade Ukraine in 2025. Fuck it. We'll just we've got a little leeway with this it'll it'll be messy but we'll we'll shoehorn it remember how paranoid he was
1: of um of like coup stuff yeah remember that yeah and and like my cousin the marine i said you know what's that all about why is he always surrounded by marines and he's like well in the military the army the navy and the air force will honor will show loyalty to the constitution so the right it was the Marines. However, we have a disproportionate loyalty to the office. So Marines won't, Marines, Marines don't do coups, you know. So that's why he's a big Marine and ex-Marine fan. So maybe he he knew he was pissing a lot of people off. The question is, did they want him to piss a lot of people off? The they, yeah. the other guy.
0: Yeah, I'm always. I always go back and forth with that, of was he in on it or not? I don't think he was in on it, but. He might have been, man.
1: No, I'm I'm going to disagree with you. I'm going to say he didn't think he was in on it. He thought it was. He's got a very big, very fragile ego. Yeah. And he was with it. And they thought they were manipulating him. And he got a little bit out of control. And they're like, okay, we got to get rid of this guy. It's time to pull him out. Let's kill this character in the show. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah. Right? And and, kill... and, and the character, yeah.
1: Yeah, let's, you know... He, the guy wants another fucking four years, you know? Nah, He's, right up.
0: He's not worth 50 million.
1: He's exactly. Write him off. Right off. Listen, he actually wants... We just wanted him to piss China off a little bit. This guy wants to actually fuck... He's talking to North Korea Friendly now? We can't have that shit.
0: I think we he, can't. that makes me think he wasn't part of it. Is He was trying... He was bringing in too many peace deals, man. Kushner he in the was, Middle East, yeah. yeah. And like, you don't have to like Trump, but it's an objective fact, man. He he got North and South Korea to talk. Right. You had the right. people in charge going, "What the fuck are you doing?"
1: Was it was it him when I mean, he's such a he's such an, I, I like this man because I knew what he, where he stood. He's what you call a classic corporatist economically. Like you have your modern bankers are financially oriented. You know all about financial leveraging. But Trump was a classic corporatist, meaning he didn't care about the financing of it. He wanted the building to make money renting property. He wanted classic industrial capitalist. That's basically another way to look at it. And I remember him saying, "I remember him." It was him or someone working with him saying, "We're leaving troops there to protect the oil. there's sweet, beautiful oil." Or something. Yeah. I'm like, Who talks like that? You know. But then, he, but when it was over, I'm like, "Oh shit!" He said the quiet part out loud. He said, we're there to protect the oil and you can't have that. Anyway, I, I just, I know that he was doing that whole New York thing. Listen, I know that you fucking don't build your buildings up the code. I know and I'm going to do it worse and I'm going to, I'm going to bribe people more than you and I'm going to make headlines doing it and you guys aren't going to say, say shit. Fucking shit. So I'll take down. And that's, that's, I'm telling you, that's his life. He did that in New York in, in real estate. And he did in the White House,
0: too. And he just goes in there and he's like, what are you going to do, deactivate me with some Epstein videos? I got videos of you, too, fucker.
1: That's right. That's right. That's right. So, like, okay.
0: And then eventually they probably just go, well, he's in there. He's burning it all down. They probably drew up the 2020 election. They go, all right, we're going to knock him out in 2020. Now let's just get as much. As, let's, use his, let's just swipe this credit card until he's done. That's we're gonna, right. We're going to put Space Force. We're going to do a record defense budget. And we're going to fucking, yeah, I don't know. We're going to do everything. We're gonna yeah, start. He's attempt. on
1: his way out. We gotta. Kind of, that's what the we'll do that's what like the whole,
0: We'll do. Yeah,
1: that's literally what a scapegoat is. Yeah. Have you ever like heard the history of what a real scapegoat is? No. It's some religion. It might be Middle Eastern. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. The whole concept of a scapegoat is is you take the village or whoever the people are. You take your sins or whatever they are your 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 violations of the culture, and you put them in a in a in a bag and you tie the bag to the goat. And then you send the goat out to the desert. Kinda of like uh, uh it, the point is the scapegoat, you attach
0: your It's well it's Jesus. Sin- yeah, right exactly. It's a scapegoat.
1: That's exactly that's exactly it. it's it's another version of it. But that's what so Trump's on his way out of office. We know he's gonna die, you know, metaphorically yeah. on the cross. And and it's like Let's just throw, let's
0: tack it it on
1: there, you know, swipe everything. Hey, yeah. yeah, order
0: whatever drink you want. Yeah. we're no, we're putting on his tab. He's, he passed out. I still have his credit card. Yeah. Space force. Yeah. Just put it on there. Clean slate, man. I mean, Fauci. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Piss off China. Yeah. Fuck it. Release COVID. Swipe, swipe, swipe. Right.
1: Yeah. And in the beginning, Trump was, was supportive of Fauci. He was being a good soldier. But after a while, he's like, he's like, eh, this guy's kind of fucked up. Yeah. We're doomed. We're just doomed, man. But I'm going to sign off on the bigger picture. Okay. I'm on the bigger picture
0: now. You know? You're on board with the Cold War?
1: I'm on board. No, I'm not on board with it. But, but, I mean, the ideal side of me wants to be uh,
0: railing against it. I'm going to go, go pure American. And, me. and I'm going to say I'm okay with it happening so long as I don't have proof it's happening. Yeah Let me sleep well Yeah
1: I mean you know what I don't want to hear about it I don't want to hear about it
0: This is We are no better than Nazis You do what you have to do To get rid right of the Jewish problem I like, don't want to know Nazis about that The
1: Nazis were bad salesmen The Nazis were bad salesmen And then, by the way you know, I don't want to minimize that But yeah that's right People that do horrible things We do horrible things We just sell it better
0: yeah. Are we any better then If we're signing off on it We're saying just don't tell me about it
1: you don't want to go down these rabbit holes with me. I think about shit like that all the time.
0: Well, it's that's the thing is you gotta. It's 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 good to look into the mirror and to know what you really are. I know what oh, I yeah. really am, and I'm gonna oh, sit yeah. on here in this podcast and self righteousness and say it's bad, and then I'm gonna reap all the rewards of living in a safe society with cheap electronics.
1: I'm yep. not actually gonna yep. do anything.
0: I'm gonna tell you it's wrong. Here's,
1: here's, no, that's totally right. Here's the metric that I look at, and it's it's my version of what you're doing right now. Like what you just did that exercise you did. My version is big picture individual rights, right? So it's like big picture. Um, can I justify that in big picture terms? I can. In little picture terms, I can. And then I go, well, how do I, how do I make these two things happen? You know, one version is I don't want to hear about it, right? What you know, the lies we tell ourselves. The other version is, where's it's it's kind of like trading. Where's my indifference point? My indifference point is. Little picture. If it's my children, I'm against the big picture. If it's my cousins, I'm against the big picture. If it's my mother, you know, and and you find the indifference point, you say, okay, as long as you actually, it's actually an economic. As long as it doesn't like use it like in if the if, if 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 Russia, at what point would you justify blowing Russia off off the map? Right. Let's use Russia here. Right at what point would you absolutely nuke and destroy all of russia well if they blew up my kids i'd be like yeah let's blow russia up right but it ends up being like uh, south jersey like i'll let them get as close as south jersey but any closer than that like i, I you know it's like it's 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 really not in my backyard follow me like you know I'm all about the big picture until you turn my water off. yeah, you know, and, and that's it. so I look at it in terms of how many people would I be willing to sacrifice in my life for the big picture? that's
0: when well, the answer and that's where you answer get, that's where you get down to the, just the NORAD bunker planning, the Dr. Doctor, Doctor Strange love of 40 to 50 million deaths, an acceptable number.:
1: acceptable number.
0: man, that's what it comes down to. And I think that's why, I think our involvement in Ukraine is just the next evolution of the military-industrial complex. We're not going to send a single U.S. soldier. Just money. And we all go, hey, no. all right, yeah, that's fine.
1: That's right. No wars will be fought by American people anymore.
0: No, I think, I think, well, it's, I think it's finished. I think all we do now is we're going to supply weapons, and at most we'll supply, like, drones. Like, automated right. We can't have a draft.
1: We can't have a draft. That, won't ha- that will never fly again. Chips weaponized war drones space lasers that's where we're going yeah everything else is money and yeah you can have oh f-16s that's like a fucking 1980s plane Who yeah cares? that's old
0: shit that's, old yeah. shit, man. That, that's a man. that's the leather jacket like no nah, fuck off that's that's old school man nobody's doing that anymore <laughs> that's what we're doing no yeah. it's 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 brilliant is we're selling it more we're just selling it better and better it's going to be automated shit made by apple we're going to go yeah it wasn't Okay, I get that we released a pack of marine dogs into that village and they shot all those Russians and, yeah, some women and children died, but we didn't send any marines over there. They're robots, and those robots make jobs. Somebody's got to build them. I didn't kill On anybody. Balance. I just I just screwed the rivet in.
1: On balance, it's a good thing. Yeah.
0: Man, it that's, that's through the looking glass.
1: It is. It is. And it works because because if 15,000 people start thinking about it like oh that's my kid all you have to do is just take care of them there's a price there's a dollar amount for that yeah anyway it's uh it's 4:30 yeah. we've been at it
0: yeah we've been at it for 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 a minute it's uh which comes back to the full full circle conclusion of this is this is what i think's going to happen it doesn't mean i support it I think right. that's what's going to happen, and that is the the real beauty of the American Empire, is we can listen to this two hour, fourteen minute, and fifty three second podcast, and we can get riled up, and then you can exit out, and go jerk off and scroll Reddit. That's the right. war is not in your backyard. You are not hearing that belt fed machine gun go off, and that is the, the beauty luxury. of the empire.
1: We have the luxury. <sighs>
0: It's a slippery one to sit with.
1: Which, the, to bring it back full, full circle, and that's why the Cold War, as much as we can bitch about it, and as much as we have disdain for its existence, and we see its inevitability, we recognize that it's better than a big nuclear hot war.
0: It's the least and worst
1: option. saying it. Um, and at dinner parties, we can... We can argue against it, but you no, know, we need that on the
0: wall. We deep down inside none of us are actually gonna protest Jack Nicholson being on the wall. We're gonna That's tell right. each we're gonna tell each other to self-righteous rage. He's a bad man. Better, we're not better him, him than me. Yeah. Better him than better me. Better him than me. Yeah. He's I can tell Isn't my wife a he's you? a bad guy. I would never do that, honey. No, I would never do that. But we're never gonna take him off the wall. That's right. As a matter of fact, if he tries to get off the wall, I'm gonna say privately, I really need you on the wall. I can't admit it at dinner parties. But can you yeah. stay there?
1: Yeah. Somebody's got to be the bad guy. That's And that's and that's Scarface.
0: Hello mm-hmm. to the bad
1: guy. Say goodnight to the bad guy.
0: You, 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 yeah, I'm the evil guy, right? You can hate me. You can put all your problems on me. That's what it that's is. That's right, that's right. That's what it is, man. That's what it is. And it's, it's where that's we're right. going. And so in conclusion, I would say, you know, put a lot of money in Raytheon. I think that's my maybe... My final advice to everyone on this show is go invest in Raytheon or General Dynamics and make some money off it.
1: And, and you should feel good because because
0: you're not on the triggers that are shooting it's not the bullets. You. You're buying a stock. You're just going on e trade and clicking a button on your screen. It's just ones and zero. You didn't you didn't screw that infrared seeker head on the top of that Hellfire missile.
1: We're um we're gonna burn in hell, aren't we? For knowing this. Forever. Forever and ever.
0: Forever. 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 <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going
0: hell. We can't win. All right, dude. Vince, thanks, man. I appreciate that. Thanks for going down the rabbit hole with me, guys. Please go in the description, follow him on Twitter, and, uh dude, love to do it again sometime. Thank you, man. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hell yeah, dude. Some... It's, it's been a dark, dark conversation. <laughs> We're going to hell. All right, guys. I love it. Thank you for watching. Recording Much love, stopped. everybody. Take care. God bless. Peace.